Welcome to episode 36 of the Ranji and Heresy podcast. Ooh. My name is Jody. Ooh, I know, right? We're getting closer to 40. It's the, the only time I've ever said that and actually been happy. Um, <laughs> my name is Jody. I am your host this evening. And with me, as always, are, well, tonight, actually, not as always. Tonight is only one of my co- my darling co-hosts, the, the hostess with the mostess, <laughs> the, the man who sits atop the, the throne here in 30K in Sweden, the crown prince of darkness, the Duke of Spook, the Jack with all, all the Mac and all that sort of stuff. It's Mr. Freddy. How you doing? Oh, brother? I can't complain. I had, had, had a bit of whiskey, so life is. Life... Uh, that that's why you can't complain. The whiskey's making it all life go away. Life is fucking good. <laughs> life is whiskeyed up. So life's about what thirty-seven to forty proof at yeah, the moment. Exactly. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Well, it's just us two to this evening. Christopher is otherwise engaged and. On tonight's episode, we're going to be talking all things Lincoln. This is post-Lincoln. This is the the aftermath of the Lincolnian Shadow yeah. Wars, <laughs> and we are going to relay the good, the bad, the ugly, and uh, all the fun that lays in between. And we are joined by uh, our special guest, uh, our brother from another podcast, Mr. Jenstraff from the Northern Heresy. He came on to join us and uh, chat all things. Uh, link on and just the stupid shenanigans and you know it, it was a great 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 event a lot of fun and you're going to hear all about it in our main yeah, we, we should probably put out a disclaimer that if you're a traitor you might may or may not be sad well <laughs> as a faction the traitors might be sad personally i was pretty happy you know at the end of, at the end of the day I, I, I but i'm not going to spoil that I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna leave that for our listeners to hear because you know I, i'm happy you know and so is jen's kind of that's only because he humiliated Nicholas. Yeah, and <laughs> you say this like it's about no, uh, actually, Let's see the actually, downside on this. Everyone humiliated Nicholas. So. Oh, you got. We love you, Nicholas. We really love you. But but stop squadroning up your land raiders, dude. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that I don't know. Maybe he should not try it for the next uh, next game <laughs> and see what happens. Might do him a favour. It's because he didn't have the Malkadors. Um, uh, yeah, there is that. There, the, ah, see, there you are. That, that was what was letting him down. He didn't have the Malkadors. Yeah. So, um, yeah, fix it. Fix it. That's all, all, all that can be said. That's what so, so, something tells uh, me so, there will be a squadron of Malkadors for Scandus. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah a squadron. Armada. <laughs> You know, take your pick. Armored spearhead, armored sledgehammer, something like that. Um, so let's get these things out of the way first of all. Let's get our social media shout outs out of the way. Come and give us a like and some support on our Facebook page, the Varangian Heresy Podcast. We do our best to keep uh, keep you guys up to date through there uh, with whatever's being released by Forge World, our new episodes, our events and everything. And on top of that is one of our most important events this year, which is the Night Raffle, which we'll talk about in a little bit of detail later. Uh, there's also the Varangian Heresy podcast group, 
Uh, so that's more blather and banter and general shenanigans over there. Uh, lots of work in progress shots is what we like to see, and people showing off their goods. Um, hang on, I need to think that statement through. <laughs> uh, people showing off their models that they have painted or adventures in gaming. Yeah, I think that might be the safest way of putting that. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the group of the next after this episode drops and see what shows up. Well, yeah, the, <laughs> so the rest you two... could normally just as normal standards, just PM me. Yeah, PM Freddy. He he does all the all the um, all the quality checks beforehand and eventually. <laughs> yeah, in, in the bathroom uh, by myself. Well. Where, where else is there to check quality? I, I have no idea. I, I don't know anywhere else. This needs uh, another place. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Twitter, which is at Varangian Heresy. We have our email, which is Heresy at gmail.com. Uh, our website is currently a work in progress. It's all things fun and... Con- uh, fun and uh, I need another adjective to, to throw in here, but basically it's going to be all technological and shit. And then we've also got Instagram, which is Varangian Heresy. Uh, come over there, show, uh, see what we're doing. Tag us in pictures if you want to show us. Have a chat with us on there. Um, now I have a bit more free time. I shall make sure I'm available to, to follow up on that as well, which is always good. Um, so, yeah, that's the social media stuff out of the way. I mean, it's just the two of us tonight. We we can sort of dim the lights a little bit, put a bit of uh, you know soft saxophone music on in the background there, Freddie. And so, yeah, you know, some very very wise. How's life treating you? Yeah, yeah a little bit. How, how's post Lincoln treating you? Uh, I don't know. I got the the blues, so I'm going to try and uh, hook up a couple of games as quickly as possible. Amen to that. Thing is, I, I got <laughs> to see exactly every, everyone else thing. had fun, and you know, all I had to do was roll like one d6 once in a while. That was it. You just, yeah, you just, you just had to face the hate of everybody who who ended up on the <laughs> other end of your dice rolls. That's cards. fair enough. No, but I'm I'm super <laughs> motivated. I'm sorting out terrain and stuff for Hagvarii. I'm kind of you know thinking about lists and thinking about dudes I want to finish and stuff. And especially after now, we kind of locked into Seven Ed. Big news! Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh yeah, spoiler wait, wait, alert. Wait, wait. No, nothing, nothing, nothing important to see there. Nothing important to wait, see which there. Which I fucking did spoil like a couple of months ago, and then I think <laughs> I think every single eight ed lover kind of you know hunted me down and wanted to personally kill me and say I was spreading lies and shit. And so I was like, well, okay, fine. I'm not going to say anything else then. Fuck it. Yeah. See if I care. <laughs> We want to believe, yeah. Freddy. We want to believe. Like, That's what it's all about. Like I would make that shit up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, so but still, I'm all pumped, regardless of what was going to happen with Eighth Ed and Seventh Ed. I think it was, it's just one of those, you know, springtime blueses. I just needed Lincoln to kick off, and then Black Man. Now I'm super psyched. I can't wait. <laughs> All aboard the heresy train here aboard the, oh, the Virgin Heresy. It's all, it is all about the heresy train right now because there are no fucking no, I, I think, I think I like, think... seriously, the problem wasn't the discussion between 7th and 8th Ed and whatnot. I think the problem was we didn't have an event going on for, for ages. It yeah. was like the start the start of, uh, of REI and I missed that because of work. And then, like, there hasn't been an event since... Avari ended like at, around Christmas time, so I was like, "Fucking, I needed an event. You need more events." 
needed your fix, yeah, man. Just, 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 you all got any more of that event stuff going on around yeah, here? But... Just scratching away. So I was, I, I was, yeah, I was little, losing little my fucking motivation and drive. So, yeah. So thank fuck for Lincoln and thank fuck Hag is coming pretty soon. And then after that, it's going to be Scorpius. Scorpius. So then Scandus and uh, God knows what we're going to throw in between Scandus and the end of the year. You never yeah. know. Something yeah, oh, we have our, we're, never, we're, never say never. You never know what you're doing when you're driving in a car with Freddie these days. But we have our Goleth part as well. So that's going to be good because then yes. I can get my groove on. Like It's been ages since I... Oh, sorry, that was my phone. It's, it's, been, it's been ages since uh, I wrote and uh, written some fluff and stuff. And man, I apologize. Like, I don't know what's happened. Like, it's been so much stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like life is life, man. But now the heresy season is kicking into full gear. We're we're back on track. Yeah, fuck yeah, I can't wait. Like when the weather is getting better, I'm gonna stay inside and paint. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't. You know, it's just it's just the way of it. I mean, I'm I'm totally in the same boat as you, my friend. I mean, got back from got back from Lincoln and just looked at myself <laughs> and went right. Time to start painting. <laughs> Basically, yeah. time to start painting. And I've got literally, as we speak, I've got thirty tactical reams sat in front of me, so I can start painting up my uh, my army to the standard I want to be putting it out at now. So they're they're getting prepped. They're going to go under the uh, the the brush the next sort of twenty four hours and get started. I've got a small production line of what needs to be built and painted. Um, oh, so so psyched for all this sort of stuff. Plus, there's the stuff I've got for you. There's the other commi- the commission stuff that I've got to get done as well. There's the terrain. There's the planning. There's oh man, it's you're, just hundred percent heresy. You're forgetting man. about like the most important thing. Which would that there be? There'll be some lights. Oh yes. Well, I was going to save the lights as sort of the 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 the, the crescendo. Mm. The creme my, de la creme. To my to my work. Yes. The creme of her creme to the to the uh, to the, what my total was, but yes, there are the knights, and I am I am looking at a box. I don't know if you can hear this. Sat next to me, um, with a very large pile of uh, resin, including a very very large single pile of resin that's a knight Pophiron, uh sitting next to me. That it is, it, it is be... fucking big, isn't it? It's fucking massive. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I thought it was going to dwarf my three-year-old. Um, but no, it's 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 big. It's big. Um, so I'm going to be building this, and uh, it's going to get shipped over to uh, Stuart of Miniature Realm Studios, who's going to be painting one of the households up for us. He's doing House Melanax. Uh, I'm going to be doing House Macabius, and Freddie, you're going to be doing the Mechanicum yeah, House. Yeah, Mechanicum you? House, where we're going to have uh, like I'm going to paint up three test models. Yeah. Which uh, one? One was the Thanatar with the purple. Uh, metallic and then i'm going to do a red one and a green one i have to say the the purple's winning out already just having seen it in person it's such yeah a nice i was color. so fucking jesus christ i didn't think it was going it's to end up that good man. like i, I have to oh, apologize so for nice. people watching the, the photos and stuff like it doesn't do it justice because the way the motherfucking pops like if i could paint my entire oh, car like I, I'll, I'll get like a silver car <laughs> and I'll paint it in eyes long fucking purple. I, I would if I could afford it. Oh yeah, it's it's. I will I will say honest to God, it's absolutely beautiful. And uh, I'm I'm not going to influence the vote at all. But go for the purple. <laughs> it's awesome. Do it. Do well, it I I, I want to uh, like save money for ages and just buy it 
buy a fucking warlord or at least a reaver, depending on depending oh, how finances looks. Oh. And then and then, and then you just yeah. paint that that purple. That'd be Oh fuck yeah, that would be amazing. Um, I, I think my my next my my one and only grandioso purchase would probably be a freaking, um, oh what do you call it? The gigantically horrible uh, tank that you happen to have painted up. Uh, a typhoon. That I just no, not a you typhoon. You have a typhoon. Oh, my, I have a typhoon. A mastodon. No, the, a mastodon. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. Mastodon um, is probably going to be my big. That's big not a purchase tank, though. That's an know. APC. Fair <laughs> enough. It's not a moon. It's a space station. Okay, I get what you're saying there. No worries at all. Well, basically, the the armor personnel character to to end all armor personnel. It's, it's probably the biggest uh, motherfucking armor personnel carrier in the world, or in the universe yeah, in this case. Yeah, exactly. And the oh, until it becomes a Primaris Mastodon at some point in the future. <laughs> That's true. Saying. Um, sorry. Yes, I would like some ice and water with that lemon. Um, that would be nice. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm super pumped for for heresy and and just you know knocking stuff out and getting uh, getting everything going. I can't wait to get these marines done. I can't wait to get the next stuff in front of my airbrush and in front of my painting table. And oh man, it's just it's gonna be fucking amazing. And uh, I, I'm thinking about a project that may or may not involve destroyers because. Um, you know, I, I I ran bikes. You'll find out later how well they did. I liked them. I ran the plasma executioners. Really liked those. So I'm thinking, hell, I'll try some destroyers and see what what happens with that. So that will be fun. Um, but yeah, so I, I I think you and I and quite a few people are on a pretty decent high after uh, after Link on there. It's always um, like that after an event. Like you, you get all fucking yeah. psyched and motivated, and and you look at other people's armies, and you think, like, oh fuck, that would be awesome. I, I oh, I want to do that, and I want to do that, and I want to do that. Or, or, or fuck that, or or fuck that bastard beat me in the painter competition. What have I got to do to take his art? I mean, um, to to up my game for the next one, and not not set fire to his army. No, no, not doing that. That would that would be amateur. Yeah. Um, not that I do that or anything. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, oh, it's it's just event season, game on, uh, or event season for us because uh, obviously if REI's kicked off, there's been other events. This was our first real event to get our teeth into, so it's awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of covers hobby up the stuff and what we're doing and what's been going on. Um, I think we should move sort of fluidly into the news about what's going on, and there's two really important things that we need to mention and we're going to do this in the right order first things first uh, at the Forge World Seminar on the 27th of May um, the very first piece of news that they led with was uh, probably one of the saddest pieces of news that could actually come out of Forge World um, and it's I don't want to get too colourful about it because at the end of the day uh, Alan Bly passed away uh, lost a battle to cancer and he has been a an absolute force to be reckoned with when it comes to our hobby it's to the heresy and within forge world and um we've lost a light we've lost a, a seriously bright shining light um i have to say i've never met the man I, i'm disappointed that I, I i never got the chance because uh I've been reading a lot of testimonials online to to him, uh, a lot of great stuff, some fantastic words from people like the independent characters. Um, 
uh, people who have met him have known him and he seemed like an absolute amazing human being and for what he did for our hobby and what he brought and his personal touch on things uh, the style the you know everything he brought it's going to be missed yeah. well it wouldn't uh, have been it here it really is if it wasn't for him so yeah i think i think it's i think it's very fair to say that is the case we wouldn't be yeah. here heresy wouldn't be what it is today without well um, like so. to, to 2012 he basically has changed my world coming back from afghanistan and then like the new book and oh, yeah I, I was back baby and you know it was all thanks to alan and and all the stuff that he's put in and you used to know like now and in, in the aftermath because having my old man even passing away from cancer i kind of know the the road you you take once you you get diagnosed and if it's really bad so it must have been like yeah. really hard and and still and still like he rocked up at the weekender like the the yeah. previous one and it did it did put in heaps of works for inferno and stuff and you know he, he was as long as he could work he was working to the end and man that's like that's dedication and that's a passion and yeah we 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 thank you Alan. we thank you for it uh, i don't think there's any other thing we could really say yeah uh, just uh, you know, keep keep him and his family in your thoughts, and just remember, with anything, I think the, the uh, as cheesy as it might sound, the only way you can actually say thank you to someone for doing such great work is to keep playing the work that they put together and put out. So uh, keep playing the game, keep honouring what he does, and having a damn good time because I get the feeling that's what he was all about. So that's very cool. Um, and actually, I think what what came about next was sadly fitting uh, understand you'll understand what I mean in a moment that after all the work that's been put into the heresy, the fantastic books the fluff and everything the question was answered um, what was going to happen with Forge World and the Horus Heresy with the new edition of Warhammer 40,000 coming out and yeah, let's just say there was a genuine curveball thrown. Um, I was surprised. I, I was shocked and surprised. In fact, I damn near fell over when I heard it. Um, we're sticking with 7th. In fact, we're getting our own version. Our, uh, an updated, hopefully tighter. Hopefully they're going to fix the Psychic Rules kind of edition. And I, I think I've got, two, personally, on a personal note, two words. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm so, I'm genuinely happy. I'm genuinely happy about that. Uh, Freddie, you got you got some thoughts on this, man? I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, talking. You just have to believe, mate. Trust trust yeah, the Swede. It's true. <laughs> trust trust Freddie. Trust yeah, the Swede. Just trust me, mate. Uh, now, well, <laughs> like in, in two ways. Uh, one, I think, like. Uh, having played Age of Sigmar and stuff, and I know it's, it, it's not... People have different opinions. People don't like different things. Uh, I grew up with Second Ed. So for me, the changes, like some of the changes they're bringing back isn't isn't really new. It's kind of like an old old version of what I used to play. Uh, same with the vehicles. Yeah. Rules. I, I remember that in between First and Second Ed, it, it's kind of similar Well where vehicles was more like monstrous creatures. Like, I, I can see 
kind of how they're going back. And I, I can see how, how it's similar to Age of Sigmar. Don't, the only reason, um, the only thing I see a problem is, is like larger games because the, the drawback with the things that they're adding on now was the thing that in second ed really slowed the game down. And once you, you hit that magic spot of, I think it was over 1,500 points, it became really, really fucking sluggish. And I, I don't know, maybe, probably they thought about that and fixed it, and I don't know, like, I don't know the rules, but what I think is, like, in, in you know, Alan's name, like, he started out, and basically, basically we've been playing 6.5 ed. We've never been playing 7 ed. We've been playing 6.5 ed. So, for us to get our own rule set, and I, I know, like, I, I know there's, people might say, like, oh, well, there's some issues with the rules in heresy well i have never experienced that in the community like going to events and stuff i have i've never experienced that like when a rule seems to be wrong or broken or like you know regardless of ryan's cakes or not <laughs> yeah it seems to be an all right it's been sorted because it's been like either a community faq or at the event they've just ruled it or i don't know common sense even the four plus dice rolls come into effect and made it seem to oh you sense. mean at lincoln i just made you roll dice <laughs> well the, the kind of that attitude is like you know you, you let the dice yeah. decide it or something something which, which i balance. think is exactly like if, if you read through the black books and read through all those amazing special missions and amazing backgrounds and and like most people say, like, oh, don't worry about 8th Ed because it's mostly fluff in the Blackwoods. It's true, but it's also a massive amount of gaming ideas. It's it's so good, like, with the special oh, yeah. missions, the little kind of campaigns, rules, and, and, like, Book 4 is still one of the best books that I reckon out in the series with, like, the, the, the Conquest book with all the campaign systems. Oh, it's such, it's and, such yeah. a good read. And, and like, such a good, if nothing else, it's just a good yeah. read. And, and, and you've seen there how... And, and, and the best part is, like, when I go to events and stuff, I see the community actually taking it to heart. And I and I always notice, like, in 40K, they've always written down, like, oh, uh, it's all about the narrative. It's all about driving a story, presenting a story at the tabletop and blah, blah, blah. But I've never fucking seen that. Like, I've seen that when I played with my mates in 40K, like, you know, these random pickups here. But I'm ne I never get that sense at an event. It always becomes more like War Machinist competition, like, sort of, mix manning mix maxing and shit but like it carries throughout the yeah, game and, and, at all and i know regardless of this forge world game record it, it's what they're striving for but for some reason the forge world community as in the heresy community they it actually works with them it's taken them to heart hence why they haven't had a problem with seven ed as much as 40k has because we do I don't know, like, I, I can sit on a pedestal there on a high horse or whatnot, but I feel that we, we do actually play to the spirit of the game. Hence why hence why I, I think that there's been a lot, like, even though maybe they haven't been the most vocal on the internet, I think there's been a large portion that maybe not necessarily pro or against, eight, like, like pro 7th ed or, or against, you know, 8th ed, it's just that they, they, I think they've just don't understand the need for an edition change. They're not against Aethed. It's just that they don't understand, you know, because they, they don't think that, you know, it, it's nothing super fundamentally wrong with Seven Ed. 
So they don't see the need yeah. for AFED. And I think, I think, no, I, I've talked with a lot of people and just discussing and stuff because, you know, it's been a topic. And, really and has, like, uh, after I kind of figured out there's going to be a first ed, then obviously I realized that, man, maybe it was an even hottest topic that, that I thought because people really cared about this for some reason. I don't know because, you know, heresy is heresy. <laughs> we're still going to, we're still yeah. going to love our game. We're still going to love our universe. And regardless of what they do with 40k with Primar's, weird marines and shit and whatnot the heresy won't change because it's already happened uh it's just that i don't know like most like almost like 80 percent of the people i talk to they're like oh yeah it's cool with new rules but you know to be honest we don't really need them but like i like new shiny things so maybe the new rules will be cool i'm just worried about the some things because I, I can't really see that working on the heresy tabletop, but maybe it works on the 40k tabletop. I don't know. I haven't played 40k for ages. It, that's like the normal response I've got. But it, it's just that they don't understand the need for the 8th ed, even though they, oh, I, I love new stuff, but I don't see a need for this, if you know what I mean. Like, I'll buy it, but I don't see the need for it. Yeah, I see that when I, I mean, not to go super deep down this rabbit hole, but I mean, I, I always got the feeling that seventh ed was a patch on sixth ed, so it was like they released it as a patch and a way to sort of bump things and bump sales and start moving things in a different direction. And then eighth edition is what they were probably plan, planning to do this this sort of change, but I think the environment has now become something much much better with with the whole ethos change and atmosphere and everything that they're doing in, in Games Workshop but again you know I, I, I won't lie I was I was very negative against the idea of, of them coming in and bringing in this Age of Sigmar-esque style to Harry because he's going to lose the game that I love and the style of gaming that I love and how it's played so there wasn't a whole lot I could do um, we just had to see what was going to happen and I am genuinely very happy um, I lie not I'm very very happy about it. good to trust uh, the sweet mate <laughs> Well, you know, every day I learn to trust the Swede a little bit more. No, no, but uh, like the only thing I think is like I, I remember seventh that it was really fun and 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 basically it's it's very different to to the Age of Sigmar style game that uh, 40k is probably going to be. Uh, the only problem is Heresy is played in a little bit larger uh, game format than then I think that uh, the whole keeping tracks of wounds and stuff is going to work for. So, And I, I, the thing is, I, I'm really interested in and see how they're going to solve Apocalypse games because I haven't heard anything about the like how Apocalypse games will work in Aethead. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be Because I know in Age of Sigmar, like, once you go up to a certain over like 40 or 50 models, it, it, it really, like, <laughs> coming from fantasy... Where 40 or 50 models were nothing, it just became, you know, it, it becomes really slow. Like, you, obviously, you can become really good at the rules and you know your rules, but every time you meet someone new, you have to keep asking because all the rules are on data, data slates and stuff. So you can't just go around and say, like, oh, this dude, he has rending and he's fearless because that means nothing. So you just have to check your data slate and, you know, and then you have like this, this dude has twirly mustaches and this dude has you know 
inspiring <laughs> presence of uh, the purple haze. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Uh, well, it means that everyone within four inches gets like plus two leadership and everyone uh, within two inches, they have plus one hit. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to remember that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. So, nice. so like when you have a hit, it's going to be fun yeah. to see what happens. <laughs> no, but but what I'm really interested is is how they will solve apocalypse because fantasy has never had a, a similar thing to apocalypse, and obviously Age of Sigmar doesn't really have an apocalypse kind of game setting because it's you know basically is a new vert. It hasn't got there yet. Well, it, it, I don't, I, I don't know. It's like it, because fantasy was never like it was just larger and larger battle battles, but you know, fantasy kind of handled that uh, because the formations are big and monsters are like a formation sort of thing. And they didn't have titans and they didn't have like band blades and or bane blades and shit. So I'm just wondering how how uh, you know the new 40k is gonna because that was always uh, I, I remember having fucking oh you you could hit different parts of the vehicle and that had. A different amount of wounds, uh, like like it was like forty wounds on the turrets and shit, you know. <laughs> so, so I'm just gonna wonder how, how it's gonna be like. Is it's like a mega gargant, or whatever they're called, stompers? I think they have in forty k. Yeah, stompers. It's like are, how, yeah. how are we gonna? Because one of the things that I I did like about second ed was that that you could actually target different things on the vehicle and you can shoot them out. So like if you had like a a couple of Gretchen turrets. And then you you could try and knock out just the Gretchen turrets, you know, with some precision shots and stuff. So that that was fun. Uh, uh, like no, that's kind of fun. But I, I'm I'm not sure. Like I, I need to see how they're gonna handle like the the super heavy vehicles because I don't know enough about that. Because there is no equivalent of that in in the Age of Sigmar. Stress I could I, like when you read rules and if you have played or if you have something to do with Age of Sigmar, you see that. It's, it's basically like a straight off, but um, yeah. So I'm just wondering about those really, really big things that they don't have. Like they obviously they have dragons and stuff, but you know, a dragon won't have en- enough wounds as a fucking war titan. So we'll see what yeah. happens, man. I mean, it's we're gonna you and I could disappear down this rabbit hole all evening and talk through it, but we're gonna see what happens. I wish 40k all the best. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I wish them all the best. I hope it, it works out and everybody enjoys it. Uh, it's just uh, not my sort, not my sort of game. Not something I'm looking for. Uh, but we will see what happens. So yeah, that is that. Let's talk. Let's talk humans and stuff. And oh me, oh my, oh dear, he came. He saw the Red King is here. Uh, he, he shot some purpley lightning, magic lightning, <laughs> purple magic floaty stuff. Uh, okay, first impressions. We think of it. Uh, I actually like it. Yeah, amen yeah. to that. I'm gonna agree with you on that. I, I don't mind it so much. Um, I, I think uh, like they they kind of took a different now because the the scenic base is like a an option. And who the fuck is that dude is fighting in the scenic base? Is, is that Lehman Russ? <laughs> That's Lehman Russ. It looks yeah. so small and tiny and. Yeah, I know. I was just. Also, Magnus uh, is I, I, fucking huge as a model. Oh, you mean you mean basically what you're trying to say is that effectively it looks like Magnus is fighting some sort of like Jack Russell or Corgi, not yeah. a wolf. Yeah, yeah, with his bolted person, everything. Yeah. 
you know. It's all about the bolts. Love you, Jake. <laughs> but I, do you know what? I like I like the back fact that you can buy the base as well. They actually do have they're selling the diorama base separately. Um, so I mean it's uh, twenty British pounds. Um, I don't exactly come, off the top of my head. I can't decide why unless you were to want to buy it in stages, I guess. Um, but hey, if that's what you want to do, great. It's there. It exists. Um, but I do. I love I love Magnus's model. I, I genuinely love it. I think there's a there's a cry for where are the nipple horns? Uh, and that's mildly justified, but it can be probably fixed with a little bit of creative modelling. Um, otherwise, I think he just looks freaking majestic, and I love. Well, it. Um, maybe he didn't have time to adorn the nipple horns. It was kind of you know. Yeah, might have been a different aspect of him that day. Maybe he just wasn't feeling very prickly, yeah. or uh, you know, horny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody's got to make bad jokes on this podcast and Chris isn't here so I'll, I'll keep it up um, no, but I think that you could probably convert that pretty easily and, and, and like all the other Primarchs obviously they will have different fucking outfits and whatnot I'm, sh- I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure they have heaps of, like I, having just reread Fulgrim he keeps changing his fucking different armors and and different fucking ropes and shit yeah, uh, having read Angel Exterminatus a few times, I don't think Perturabo ever leaves the Logos. So, uh, you know, I, I, the only options I've got is basically which hands he's hitting with <laughs> <laughs> the hammer or the gun. So it works either way for me. Um, and the other thing that's been released is the bundle deal, which is available from the 2nd of June, which is the Guardian of the Crimson King. So you get Magnus. You get one of the uh, sort of more standard contemptors. You get one of the fancy contemptors with the uh, the blade, and that I think is one of the best looking contemptor models out there. You get a group of Sekmak Terminators. You get what looks like ten of the elite blades, uh, blade warriors, and then you get two of the special Castellags. All in all, if we're knowing Forge World, you don't save a single penny, or possibly you might save fifty pence because it's not actually a round number. Um, but I think it's absolute. I think it just it looks gorgeous. Um, I think it looks absolutely gorgeous. Uh, but again, it's if you're a Thousand Suns player and you know what army you want, this is good for you. If you're not, probably not something you want to pick up because it is very specific uh, model wise. But again, I think it's just beautiful. I, I think it's. Uh, I I, th- I think Thousand Suns are one of those really physically. Well modelled and beautiful, beautifully modelled armies. Yeah, uh, Pete, you, you, just... you might say what you want about the rules and have your own different opinions, but the models looks fucking ace. Yeah, they really do. They, they the only really thing I wanted to see is uh, more weathering. More weathering, yeah. Stop being so prissy and you know get dirty. Yeah. Get down in the dirt. Fuck know? it. And also to to keep Chris happy, there's some sort of Iron Hills Vanguard thing for. Um, Lord of the Rings with, you know, the sex bullies and uh, <laughs> the the Billy Connolly on a ram thing or wild boar or whatever it is. So th- there's more stuff if you're if you're a Hobbit fan and you know rock on if you are. Um, have fun with it. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of the new stuff. You, you can never have enough <laughs> Billy much. Connolly on rams. No, you can't. Never never have enough of an angry Scotsman pretending to be a dwarf on a ram. What what else are you going to do in life basically? Um, so, question is, Freddie, do we want to sort of touch on some of the stuff that was released at the uh, the weekend, or should we hold that off until our next episode? Oh, we, we can touch on a few bits. 
a few bits. So, is there anything, any sort of models or anything that stands out stands out for you that you're like, yes, it's here. I can't wait to uh, get my hands on it or or pretend to be able to afford it or whatever. Uh, well, I don't know, like uh, the Thunderhawk, but I already have a Thunderhawk, so. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> So nothing, nothing else has sort of grabbed your fancy. Not the Sikarans well, or well, they weren't the out yet. So, well, they they released, they shown pictures of the models. And yeah, but they're going not on. out, so it doesn't count. Okay, fair enough. Good <laughs> You're going a bit, a bit crazy. Well, I there, need to you? pick up where he's not. Careful. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, God, just when you think you can escape these things. Um, okay, fair enough. But there is some very cool coming out, uh, or has been previewed, yeah. if that's better. Um, yeah, all, all the different Sikarans. There's like a, what, like a, some sort of laser destroyer, some sort of mi- missile yeah, launcher. A, like, yeah, well, basically a Scorpio, a Scorpio, whirlwind Scorpio sort of Sikaran chassis. Uh, there's one that's got to look like a giant Punisher Gatling gun. And, like, a, and a plasma uh, version. Yeah, which I think Forge, will, I think Forge will may have stolen off Matt Kane. I'm not sure. Um, I'm pretty sure he signed some fucking contract that they could steal whatever they want from him when he works there. Probably. It's, it's you know, just like working at a university. It's their property while you're there. Kind yeah. of thing. Right. Oh, well. You know, so, it's Games Workshop. It's always their property. <laughs> yeah, this is also very true. Um, I must admit, I did like... Uh, I, I saw... Um, and I don't know. I'm just looking I mean, at Bol- uh, Garrow's Boldor. website. Uh, no, the, well, the the C, the computer renderings of uh, what Valdor is going to look like very pretty. Um, I, what I what I was looking at was actually there was some uh, Dark Mechanicum models. Oh. Now I, I don't. This is a thing because I don't know. I, I haven't. I'm trying to find the photo. Um, to see if there's anything in there. I don't know if it's like a studio, somebody who works at the studio who's created the army, or um, if it's actually, you know, a legit model, uh, uh, so it's being modelled up or whatever. Uh, hopefully, I mean, j- drop us an email, drop us a message on our Facebook. If, uh, if you can, you hear this and go, dude, you're a fool. This is where it is. Or, you know, what are you actually drinking? Uh, you know, tea. To be honest with you, um, but it was the. Uh, what looked like the the tomb cannon on Dune uh, Crawler's legs and some other other bits and pieces that were looking really really cool, um, and I'm just hoping that that's legit preview stuff because it's pretty, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it. But I, I think if I'm going to be honest, one of the things I, I really really like is the uh, the gigantic fucking space marine. Um, oh, the one that's model, larger than like, like the is it a Deathwing Terminator? Yeah. The Deathwing Terminator yeah, model, and it's yeah. uh, larger than a fucking Titan. Yeah, it's beautiful. It way fuckloads though. Oh, it does, but I, I just I love it when something like uh, when when they create artistic pieces, you know, when they when things are created just for the sheer um, the sheer hell. It feels like the sheer hell of it. The sheer go out there buy this mahoosie thing and paint it. The sheer madness. You know? Yeah, the the sheer cray, uh, and I think that's awesome, and I think it's absolutely stunning. So I'm uh, very much looking forward to seeing that sort of stuff. Uh, so, 
Oh, excuse me, guys. Bit of a cold rocky here this evening, so I'm doing my best not to blow your eardrums out by sneezing. Would be, down would be awesome if they released, like, a um, Horus Heresy model in the same scale. Like, I don't know, like a Cataphracty or something. Oh, that would be cool. Or um, Cataphracty or just something, something special, something that they haven't released or, you know, anything would be cool. In that scale for heresy, it would look very, very pretty. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm still looking for the picture. I'll find it and I'll bring it up later on in the show if I do actually find it. Just clicking through a couple of sites to, to try and find it and staying away from uh, uh, spiky clicks and, uh, you know, Bell of Lost clicks just to make sure I uh, don't disappear. Click enough. Either. You can never click enough. Click enough. Sit on that link. Or. I really don't want to. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to go or what I'm going to catch. I've already got a cold. Um, so yeah, that there's some cool stuff out there. We'll do a bit a bit better roundup on the. Uh, oh wait, no, hang on. Blood Angel transfers. <laughs> they're pretty. Uh, dear God, they're pretty. Um, it's one of a few things I think I've mo- I may have moaned about this on on the podcast before as an Iron Warriors player. It's. I love my Legion. I love everything about it. Just the painter in me wants to go. I want to do pretty stuff on some armor. Well, you know, go, yeah. you know, coming from me, you don't have to just collect one Legion. You know. This is true. This is true. I can only afford to collect one Legion at the moment, but there's time. There's time to go crazy, uh, and do some stuff. But uh, yeah, I think there's uh, there's potential out there. I just, I love those transfers. I really love those transfers. I think they're absolutely gorgeous. Um, so yeah, and that, I know that will make uh, might make uh, Miles from Age of Darkness a very happy man because <laughs> I know he he loves his uh, his hand his free hand work, but uh, there's also you know something special about having uh, having transfer sheets for for legions out there that you love. So it's going to be a good thing. Um, so that's my I think I'm going to reel my rambling in now. Um, there's nothing else new, nothing else major news-wise. Do you want to just quickly touch on the night raffle again, Freddie? Because we will pick over in our wrap-up. But do you want to just sort of give a very quick bullet point yeah. and people what's what's being done, uh, what's to be done? Well, uh, same as last year, we're running another raffle uh, to raise uh, funds for uh, finding a cure for Duchenne. And this year, instead of uh, raffling off a Warlord Titan, we're laughing off, raffling, laughing off, <laughs> raffling. Laughingly off, <laughs> of three night houses, fully night houses. It's going to be like eight nights in each night house, and it's going to be all all oh, the yeah. virtual night house plus the plastic one with all the options. And uh, basically, what all you have to do is same as last year, uh, donate thirty five uh, US dollars to the Prenzel project, and uh, each donation of thirty five dollars will give you a raffle ticket. We'll also donate some other stuff. We have, uh, you know. Some other people donating things that they want to raffle off. We have, I, I have in my possession the special edition uh, Lima Russ Primark book with a nice fancy leather cover and shit that I'm going to be part of the raffle. We we also have, you know, some other things coming up, surprises. <laughs> there will be more stuff to raffle out, so don't worry. Like the, Just like last year, we're going to raffle fuckloads of stuff off. And hell, one of those night sales... Is more. <laughs> I think it like after looking how much they cost, they're freaking more expensive yeah. than a warlord anyway. So. 
Yeah, just one household is probably more is damn near close to as expensive yeah. as a warlord. So yeah, uh, yeah, basically three warlords worth of models yeah. out there, and, and uh, you get to rock it like a boss okay. if you win. And one. also we'll have Stuart. He's going to paint one of the night houses. Uh, Jody, yourself is going to paint another yes, night house, and yours truly is going to paint the third. And basically, you know, Jody and I we are MK experts these days. So it's going to look super, super, super spe special and sexy. And Stuart, oh, who yes. is a professional painter, is going to do, like, give it everything and then some. So you, you give it all his, all yeah, his so, love. So you'll, you can expect top-notch models. Like, there's no way I'm going to send oh, yes. off any of these knives if I'm not fucking damn proud with how they look and what they look like. Amen to that. I'm with you 100% on that. So uh, it's it's all for a great great cause, not even good cause, great cause. So it's important we that you guys uh, put that thirty five US dollars aside, make it count, and you can be rocking uh, nine. It's it's nine, also tax deductible. In awesomeness. <laughs> oh yes. So if that's a thing yeah. for you, you know, your donation is also tax tax deductible. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we're we're planning to do a properly proper lunch episode for for the whole thing and uh, we're we're also planning the uh, tfl telethon just like last year um and yep. yeah you stay tuned for more information that's going on i know like as i hand delivered a fucking couple of boxes of nights there just at lincoln uh you can expect to see some fucking whips coming up soon oh yes there will be some whips whips rolling out uh, i've got a bit of spare time as i said before now i've got a bit of spare time so i'll be uh bashing those together so they can go and get sent over to Susu because he's going to be doing the first first run of painting soon and uh, we'll be doing some wits very hopefully very regular updates yeah. of the households as we well go it's going to be my my uh, so. european summer fun to paint my night house it's going to look fucking awesome ace and also stay tuned yeah. for i'm going to pro probably do um a fucking uh, poll to see which color you prefer on the mechanicum night house if it's going to be Metallic green, metallic red, or metallic purple. purple. I know, I know, I know. You love the, I love the purple too. But to be, to be fair <laughs> enough, people should be able to express their opinions and see what they think. Yes, and who knows? Like, you can always end up giving me ideas. Maybe I'll mix all three of them together and make some weird fucking metallic. <laughs> Ooh, that, yeah, that would be pretty yeah. special. To be fair, that would be very, very special. But look forward to seeing what what can be what can come of it. So yeah, get out there when we get the when we get the poll up there. Get out there and vote, baby. Get out there and make it count. Um, so yeah, I think that's everything for the uh, for the intro here tonight. Um, unless Freddie, you've got anything else you want to t touch on or talk no, about? I'm pretty sure we've covered everything now. I think we've covered everything that's important to cover, so that's all good. Uh, with that being the case, then, we're going to head on out to a tune, and we will come right back with our very special guest, Mr. Jens Treff, while we all uh, gab, flab, and generally gush about all things Lincoln. So we look forward to talking to you guys about it, and we'll be right back after this tune.
life was nothing but an awful song But now I know the meaning of true love I'm leaning on the everlasting arms If I can see it Then I can do if I just believe it, there's nothing to it. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. I think about it every night and day. Spread my wings and fly away. I believe I can soar. I see me running through that open door.
are welcoming tonight's special guest, our brother from another podcast, our sister from another mister, or mister from another sister. I can't remember how that one works. It's his choice. Either way, we don't gender discriminate here on the Ranching Heresy <laughs> podcast. It's all crazy and slaneshy to us. Uh, we would like to welcome aboard our guest from the Northern Heresy, the one, the only, the truly lovable, my brother with a beard, Mr. Jenstraff. How are you doing, brother? Hi, everybody. Yeah. Hi, I am hi. doing. <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you guys? <laughs> We're good, man. We're good. We're good. Can't complain. <laughs> you can always complain, Freddie. You, you're, you're, you, <laughs> no, you, no. you get paid well, to complain. Uh, no, actually, I don't. Okay, fair Sometimes enough. I feel like I get paid to listen to people complain, though. Uh, that's, just, that's just me and Chris, though. That's a, there's a difference. You definitely don't get paid that's for that. Fucking millennials. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm not a millennial. I'm Generation Fucking X. I refuse to be referred to as a millennial. I've got a letter in my generation's description, so nah. No, I'm sorry, but but the new generation generations of soldiers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Right. Okay. Um, well, the Primaris generation, you mean? Uh, oh, <laughs> shots fired. Um, so <laughs> we as we you didn't. Oh yes, I did. Um, and as we said in our introduction, we are talking all things post-Lincoln. This is the post-Lincoln wrap-up, the Lincolnian Shadow Wars. And all three of us were there, as you very well know by now, or you should hopefully very well know by now. Uh, the lovely Freddy was hosting the event, and it was a part of the Brandon Heresy podcast event series for this year. And yep. hostess with the mostest. Oh, you definitely hmm. had the mostest, that's for sure. Um, especially on the uh, on the Friday night. Um, and then myself and the lovely Mr. Jens were participants. We were participating yes, we were. in the uh, in the event itself. And we are here to sort of digest, process, and uh, deconflabrate uh, what actually happened, and sort of give you guys a rundown and hopefully paint a nice atmospheric picture of what it's like to uh, fight in the shadow wars of the Lincoln system. So, Freddie, do you yeah. want to give everybody sort of a... We, we've done so many overviews of what it was, what it was to be about, <coughs> but talk, just give everybody a quick rundown about the, the sort of event, how it sort of unfolded for you as a TO, maybe. Yep, well, I'll uh, just do like a... Obviously, we arrived the night before, set up all the tables and stuff. We had a few last-minute dropouts. We ended up being only 36 plays, I think, mm -hmm. in the end, because of you know family emergencies and whatnot, uh, oh, which was lucky, though. <laughs> which was lucky, because we actually ended up exactly on an even number and even even spread between traitors and loyalists. So I guess the, the eye of the War Master was looking out for the event. So I didn't have to do like almost any reshuffles on the actual day as I did had to do a few of them on the day before, like happens on any good event. But it was really cool. So uh, the first round was pretty straightforward. I just did a random draw, tried not to pair up people that were from the same neighborhood. I also let people call out grudge matches. I tend to, like, you know, I, I like people calling out grudge matches. It's kind of, you know, funny and stuff. Crows like you're going uh, down, bitch, across the, uh, <laughs> across the gaming hall is what you love to hear, is what yeah, you say. I'm pretty sure... Jens called out Nicholas there. Yeah, I, I did. If I do not miss correctly. <laughs> next, time, next, time, bro, next time, bro, it's you and me. You <laughs> know that, right, Jens? Yeah, next when time, I'm playing my Dark Angels, when I'm going to you up. When you're, well, I was going to say when you're playing Loyalist, but you mentioned Dark <laughs> Angels, bro. You know. Yeah, I swing both ways. <laughs> Loyalist by name. Loyalist in name only. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we're so loyal. So loyal. 
Uh, yeah, so <laughs> sorry, Freddie, I totally cut you up there, man. Go on. <laughs> that was uh, it was pretty good. So I like I started out explaining uh, everyone about the strategy cards, which uh, which you know I don't think people realize what a big impact they could have <laughs> if you got the right cards or not. And then I also explained that it doesn't matter that they're going to be some TO fuckering around because there will there will be. Not just strategy, there will be event cards. <clears throat> to your fuckery. That, that, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That I will randomly allocate to different tables, and, and some some players would get some perks, other players would not get some perks. There were some random event dog tags, like to restore wounds and stuff, and also there were random bombardments that mm-hmm. happened. And and usually, like how, how that worked is I, I rolled the dice first, even on odds, because we had two massive rooms. So on even, it was like one room. On odds, there was the other room. And then I rolled it again, even odds. Like uh, odds, there were a traitor who was going to get this. Even there was going to be a loyalist. And then I just walked into that room and I looked. <laughs> so let's say the traitors got it. And I looked at the the player that looked the saddest. <laughs> then I gave him the bombardment. That totally explains what happened in my last game then. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I remember like one time I gave it to, to Julius. And it's scattered off the table. So I thought, like, well, it's a puff, puff, puff pass. So I'll just give it to the next trader in that room. <laughs> and I ended up giving it to every single fucking trader in that room. And then I managed, <laughs> managed to land a bombardment. And I had to walk over to the other room. And it just kept on, you know, it kept, kept on giving <laughs> until, like, I think it was, like, the last, second last table in the second room where it finally hit something. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's it pretty funny but every every time i rocked up with a temple they're like oh my god no from, <laughs> from the ones that were gonna hit by it and the other person was like yeah this is awesome but nothing ever happened so <laughs> it was all about psychological warfare like all good random effects it never never actually kicked in <laughs> until it was too uh, besides that uh, i think a big thing that happened as well is that we had the lincolnian uh, special character series oh yes uh, which I random out on different tables, and also random out uh, like so. Basically, had like a random numbers generator with which table they're going to rock up at, and then just roll the dice, even or odds for a traitor or loyalist. So, so it, that that was all the magic behind that. <laughs> so all the myths have just been dispelled. It's not. It's not just. Well, not dispelled. Maybe reinforced of Freddy's awesomeness and his sheer magnetism of running an event and the sheer number of random dice rolls um th- thankfully none of them were, let- were based on rolling a one otherwise whoever had the one would have been completely screwed right freddy yeah, that's true <laughs> <laughs> uh, i tried not to scream perfection uh and then like the, the random events cards sometimes i random them out other other times i gave them out like the the first the first card I gave out, I usually randomized. Uh, but then after that got played, like if it got played early in the game, I just took it back and then I kind of gave it to someone else, which I used, that was more on, on, I just walked past the table and I thought like, oh, I'll, I'll just chuck it here. So people started to get paranoid every time I started walking around. <laughs> so, oh no, not another fucking card. He's moving, good God, don't, don't make eye contact. He can't see you if you don't make eye contact. <laughs> Yeah, but usually the, f- the first card was randomized, and then because that tended to be burned pretty quickly, whoever got it la- afterwards, it was just, you know, on a, on a whim. <laughs> on a whim, based on what I felt like at the time. Just like all, all random effects, it all falls down to a man with great power going, nah, I'm going to fuck with you instead. <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, the, the cars weren't, like, over superly powerful anyway. And look, just look at when uh, Jens is going through his game with Nicholas. They didn't fucking help. <laughs> they didn't help Nicholas fuck all anyway. No. I was just going to say, I don't think... Bjorn, Bjorn mentioned strafing run with amount of large amounts of bitterness in his voice when I played him, so... Um... Yeah, but that that wasn't my fault, though, because I had nothing to do with him getting strafing run, because that was his strategy card. So I'm pretty sure heaps of people got strafing runs. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, it sounds like it's going to be a, a feature of your your first game there, Jens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah, but it's like uh, it's it was pretty smooth event because I was running everything through my um, my awesome computer skill of uh, a drawing software. So besides the grudges, I could pair them up separately, and then I just paired loyalists versus traitors, and I actually based it on. Um, uh, on a loss-win ratio, and then how many, like on, a, on an average of uh, lost and won uh, victory points. Not on actually campaign points, but on victory points. Did you have some special of... way to like calculate the campaign points? Because uh... <laughs> yes, all oh, right. Yep. So I have a little matrix there where I calculate because basically, ruined. basically a win just gives you straight up three victory points. A draw right. gives you one, a loss gives you zero. Yeah. Then, then there, in, in the matrix, there is also uh, the difference, the number of points that you have taken, like uh, in, in the actual mission. Yeah. Mi- minus the number of points that you have given your opponent. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so, and and that's how I like. First, I see the draw on number of straight wins. Then it's a uh, number of uh, victory points, like the three one zero. Yeah. Then I use the caveat of uh, the dif- difference between uh, win loss ratios, like in points. All right, all right, all right. So, and, and in that way, that's see. Unfortunately, because the traders will. So way behind, but, <laughs> but if if you saw the last turn, uh, the guy that Chris that actually won best traitor was playing off the guy that won best loyalist. So the system works because they were besides win and loss, they were on a fairly even uh, win loss ratio, given loss taking points. Hmm. So there's there's, good, a, there, there's a method to my madness. So I tried to <laughs> so. Overall, I tried to pair up people with similar, you know. Well, I think for, for but it's kind of his, his man of science yeah. approach is what's working, is what he's saying. Yeah, but it, it only works if you're really good or really bad, and it, it, it's kind of hard to get it even over only three games. It works best for like a five round, minimum five round tournament, but for a three round uh, tournament, is it really works uh, for what we call in tournament tournament business, the shark pool as in the top-end players. It works really well for the people up on top-end to pair yeah. up the even-skilled players. But like in the middle, because people bubble around on the same kind of win-loss ratio and around the same one, it, it, it kind of, you know... Because you end up playing the same kind of people anyway, like the same um, people are on the same amount of scores. And then, obviously, it works really well for people that are really bad, like Nicholas. <laughs> Yeah, sending a lot of love to Nicholas from the Don't Lose Your Head podcast. Uh, 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 unfortunately, just like just like there were a lot of loyalists in the top end, 
there were a lot of traders in the bottom end. So the, the really bad trader players had to play pretty good loyalist play, like if you do the math comparison. Yeah. 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 So it, it doesn't become like a straight Swiss straw there because if it was a blue on blue and not a traitor versus loyalist, it, it would have worked much better. But yeah. Or traitor players has to become, you know, pick up their game. That's just how it is. Bring cheese to your armies. <laughs> yeah, go go for the min-max, you know, power to the min-max and all that sort of stuff. You know, I'm not bitter, not at all. That's why you're the Iron Warriors player. Hey, what are you, yeah. what are you trying to but, say? You're trying to stereotype uh, me there, gents. I have to say, though, I, I don't know, like, because no one complained about the pairing, so I can't really... No, the pair for me. I, I, I think the pairing was. I don't know, like if, if yeah, if it worked, pe- worked that good. If people don't like it, then you know I'll, I'll look over it and see if I can per- use another caveat. On scandals, it's going to be completely different because it's a a pure team event. So it's like it will get, it will be like twenty players on each side, and then the matchup is going to be more random because it doesn't really matter about individual you know points. Mm. And on Scorpius, it's used for a different purpose as well. So, yeah, but that's uh, that's something that we'll come. We'll talk about another time. Yeah. So yeah, but like cool. because the main focus of this event wasn't really like when when you saw all the prices in the end, which you probably go through. The main like yeah, the best trader, best loyalist, they all got like a shiny thing, but that wasn't the focus of the prices. It was or, or everyone else got like fuckloads of nice stuff. So. And so did Nicholas. Spoiler alert. Yeah, a, well, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler but anyway, so that, that's just a background around the, you know, where the, the purpose of the event was trying to, you know, match up people that will have had fun games that wasn't like one sided and totally like fucked up. And also um, try to tell a story and have a laugh because the randomness of the strategy cards and, you know, the the special character dudes and you know people shouldn't take it like too competitive in seriousness i tried to add some fun and you know some flair to it Ooh. and i hope i succeed in that yeah i think you did a really good job i'm not going to complain i think you did all right <laughs> you did a great job mate it was fun it really was a lot of fun so yeah. I, th- I think we we should step in at this kind of step in ish i should say at this point and sort of talk about start talking about our games but i think it's important that we talk about our armies first so oh, yeah as as you are our guest gents you know ladies first <laughs> oh thank you thank you uh so i brought my night lords recon company just so that i would get that the maximum bonus from uh, from the shadow war roll off so i brought a, a vigilator uh a few recon squads and what else did i bring <laughs> shitload of recon squad uh, an assault squad, a delegatus, so that I can run the reeking company. I had a few land speeders, and then I had a lightning strike fighter with some phosphix bombs and some kraken penetrators. <laughs> and some bikes. And some bikes. Those bikes did fuck all in, <laughs> in every game. But, but, but you had them. I had them, and they're nice, and they go fast. <laughs> Are they painted red? They are not painted red. They're painted black and blue, like nitros should be. So not fast. Enough. Ah, they have they have some few bits of red on them. Oh yeah, the the blood. The blood's always red. <laughs> cool. 
So we'll just just tell us a little bit about the army. I mean, yes, recon army, but was there what was your sort of plan with, or, or thought when putting this one together? Uh, the plan is uh, have a two-up cover save on almost everything, turn one. Then have everything dangerous in the opponent's army killed by the beginning of turn two. And then just try and survive and score points for the rest of the game. That's basically it. Sounds like a legit tactic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without, tactics are uh, not my strong side. I was going to say, without giving anything away, totally, go all right for you? Uh, it, yeah, I, I'd say that it did. It was, uh, it has performed better than I expected every time I played it. So I am very happy with it. Awesome. Something you're gonna keep running again? Do you think run again in the future? Oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It's uh, I'm gonna run this at the Hagvarian Betrayal as well. Oh, nice little plug there. Thank oh. you very much. Yeah. Yeah, and that's only happening in a few. That's happening in a few weeks' time. Oh yeah, it is. So I'm teaming up with uh, two weeks. Yeah, I'm teaming up with uh, Linus for that one. He's bringing his uh, all infiltrating Alpha Legion army. So lots of sneaky bullshit. <laughs> but you're on the side of the traitors. Or are you going oh, yeah, yeah. to so... call, try to call loyalist night lords? <laughs> I just want to hear nah, that one. <laughs> they are not very, very loyal. They, they, are... they are not friendly. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are the baddest of the bad. Oh, I forgot. I got a a terror squad and a contempted dreadnought in the army as well. Nice. I think I've gotten everything covered now, but I'll I'll remember more of it as uh, as we go along, hopefully. And I did this. Oh yeah, I've got that unit in my army as well. Yeah, yeah, that's uh... <laughs> that's how I'm pretty much planning to do it as well. So, so shall I? Shall I? Uh, I shall jump in and, and give my my list. My list was. Uh, is actually something that's been born from one of my my ongoing plans for my Iron Warriors, and that's a a fast. And yes, I did say fast. Um, <laughs> Iron Warriors list, which is thematically based around um, a sort of like an armored breaching unit, punch punch a hole through a wall, <laughs> take out any heavy any heavy resistance with uh, some of the units, and then deploy a ton of. Um, veterans and terminators down the throat of your your enemy and see what happens um so my list was uh, my very badass praetor because he, he he turned out to be a bit of a kill bot this this event which i was very hmm. proud of because um, normally he well i think to be fair in one of the warm-up games i played he survived two full rounds of combat with lehman russ Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's not bad. No, that was I, I. I was just gonna, you know, dip him in bronze after that. And just put the miniature to one side and go. That's it. <laughs> I quit. There's nothing more I can do with this character. He's he he's reached his he's a he's reached his apotheosis. You know, done. I'll bring him back in a 40k army as some sort of demon prince of awesome. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I brought brought him off for uh, for a ride this time. Um, really fun combination actually of the paragon fist, uh, paragon blade and power fist. Um, on a praetor, bopping around with the usual. Yeah, that's build. a that's a nasty combo. That, that's a that's a Kimmel special, as I like to call it. A, a <laughs> Ryan, Kim and, Ryan Kimmel special, and um, I, it does a serious job when it when he gets his swing on and it actually connects. It, it's uh, it's beautiful. Um, other times when he whiffs, it's painful <laughs> to watch. It's, you know, you start crying a little bit on the inside. And the outside. Um, then I, I decided to try something I haven't tried before and run a Herald, um, which was rather good, actually. He was a rather useful little second 
beat stick character and the banner of the uh, banner of the eye. That's pretty freaking tasty if you use it in the right way. It is. Yeah. I mean, plus one, uh, plus one uh, movement. Uh, oh, sorry, plus one to charge result, uh, charge distance results, and uh, with any unit within twelve, I think it is. And, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Um, basically, on the turn that you charge, you get to reroll ones to wound. Oh yeah, well, that's that's very tasty. And it really Ooh. helped. <laughs> that one showed up a couple of times. It's like. Oh my god, I've whiffed. How badly? Oh, wait a second. Hang on. Rerolls. Oh, look. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on that power piece, you can guarantee that you're going to roll like three out of four ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, it's like you read my mind about what happened. <laughs> um, but uh, so that, those are the two characters I ran. I uh, didn't go too character heavy. Um, then being the, uh, what was it? Being the Raider Force Orc, so I needed some elites in there. So I had two 10 uh, man vet tactical squads. Um, usual build that I usually the build I usually run for the sergeants power fist melter bombs artificer armor uh, one squad had two flamers and mm. the other squad had a heavy Voltron suspensor web uh, running marksmen so uh, sniping veterans which is always always fun and um, they were each riding around in a um, in a rhino with multi melter and I haven't had much success with the multi melter <laughs> rolling out of one yeah until the last game and it was kind of pivotal actually when it worked so um yeah i'll, I'll come to that at a later point um then what else was there T uh, five man terminator squad uh my usual um hello train of um five terminators spartan usual usual package on the spartan uh five chain fists and a heavy flamer because nothing says hello like that um and then uh, what was I running after that? Then I had my new units, because um, I've never run them before in a game. Um, and it was the Sky Slayer Squadron, the heavy support jet bikes. Yeah, and where did you get those jet bikes from? Oh, I don't know, some beautiful bearded man who happens to be on another <laughs> podcast, right, Jens? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, and they were all kitted Mul out with uh, multi-melters. And... Nice. Although I've heard bad things about them, I was pretty impressed. They, they, they're going to say, but we're, we're going to definitely continue to feature in some lists in the future. I was very proud of them. Um, and then I was running two Plasma Executioner Predators, two separate squadrons of a single Predator um, with Dozer Blade and Power of the Machine Spirit, uh, which really plays well uh, for something that fires templates and doesn't get hot. Um, yeah, so you can move 12 and then still, uh, still fire everything. Yep, and you know when you get results on the damage table, like you can only snapshot. Ooh, yeah, that's 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 good. It's really, really good. Seeing <laughs> it, it's totally it's like good. a must-have. Oh, it is. It's, <laughs> yeah, but you don't think about it as an option. You just go power the machine spirit, and it's points, and then you sort of, you know, I, I had some uh, consultation with the with the doctor Kimmel, and. Um, he sort of pointed it out to me and I just went, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's worth its points. Um, and again, proved to be very worthwhile. So, um, yeah, that that was pretty much my army. 2,000 points with a few upgrades here and there. And, um, yeah, I was I was pretty happy with it, to be fair. Um, loved it. Um, loved the way it played on two of the three games. Um, and, 
yeah i'm, I'm going to use it again i think i'm going to expand on it a bit more and uh have some fun with it but um it, it was a lot it was a good good fun non-traditional iron warriors non-traditional um jody list because my lists usually include havocs tyrants or quad mortars which damn near every iron warrior list does uh, yeah it's fun to see something different yeah and it was fun you know what? it was fun to paint you know it was fun to right. paint and just to put, put it together and go hey these are going to be you know abnormal Nobody's, something else yeah, yeah something else that hopefully will make people go oh hey wait wait what iron warriors with bikes <laughs> um you know tanks that's no, it, you know i i think it's uh very thematic because it's sort of like uh, you know the good old plans they had in world war one they're gonna you know break up the line and then send the cavalry through the line to wreak havoc in the rear fields yeah and it, it's kind of like one of those it's like a exploration force or like a breakthrough force where you just hammer your terminators and hard shit mm. at the front line break that open and then he's right through with your jet bikes to wreck havoc in the rear lines you make it sound way sexier than the idea that i came up with <laughs> um I, i'm a big fan of sharp um sharps rifles and that you know that sort of series and yeah. one of my favorite episodes is when he ends up leading the forlorn hope and they charge up and you know they, they sort of plant the banner and they're the first ones across the breach and my thought was well you know i like that but I can't really. I'm trying to build a force around it for the Iron Warriors, and that's so the Praetor, his banner, his bang bus of uh, Terminators. <laughs> they're the guys who make the hole, and then everything else, like Freddie said, floods in after it. So your explanation was way cooler than what I came up with, Freddie. So I'm, I'm going to steal that from now on. Um, that's all right. You know, that's what I'm here for. I plagiarized to the max. Um, so yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. So let's let's talk about round one. Uh, round one was suicide mission, and there were some suicides going around. <laughs> there, there, there were a few. Um, there was some some definite foul language going on, uh, yeah. <laughs> threats of murder. Well, as well. Pe people people kept saying like, "Oh, this mission is fucking flawed for the, from the attacker's point of view." But you know, I did say bring light, fast lists that can move really quickly, and then, you know, hide and stuff. But Forty-eight percent of the players that were the attacker actually won this mission. So, yeah, so, uh, well, I'd say that's it, a pretty it, good record. Yeah, yeah, but okay, it wasn't like fully, you know, even. But well, you don't particularly want the well. I say one side or the other doesn't particularly want it to be even. But I, I, I will say, as one of the attackers who did pick up a win, I thought it worked well. Okay. Uh, not because yeah. I won, but just because it actually worked well. Um, but let, let me guess, you had like outflanking units and you had fast units, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> so, so, you could actually, so you could actually attack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I planned it and read the missions and shit. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I did, not until we recorded the episode beforehand. <laughs> I actually go through them. But it makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about for a few seconds. So, Jens, yeah. as you're our guest, would you like to lead off with your, your game first, buddy? Oh yeah, I call out uh, a grudge match against uh, against Niklas from the uh, aforementioned Don't Lose Your Head podcast because I, I can't fucking stand his uh, his his uh, iron hands. So they had to go down. Oh, and... oh, all the Lima Russes. Uh, all the all the land raiders. No, sorry, all the land raiders. Yeah, so they had three land raiders, three predators, some terminators, and some uh, bikes, some plasma bikes and stuff. So I won the shadow roll. Surprisingly. Shadow roll. Yeah, because I got a lot of 
plus, and he actually tied me the first time when we rolled. I think I rolled a 11 or something, and he rolled a natural 11, so we had to re-roll, and then he rolled like double ones, and I rolled something way better. Like, like, like three <laughs> which, which, way better than that. Yeah. It's not hard with all the bonuses you get, so... <laughs> no. So I chose to be the defender, because sure, I could have, like, infiltrated a lot of stuff into his, uh, his deployment zone, and do that kind of shit, but he has a pretty mobile army, so I thought it would be more fun for him to actually try to break through my lines instead with his uh, his tanks. Yeah. So, uh, he ended up beginning, I think, I don't think I managed to seize the initiative on him, but he drove up his, uh, his land raiders towards my lonely, lonely Contemptor Dreadnought with uh, his chain fist just standing out in the open. He fired six twinling last cannons with Tank Hunter into my poor, poor guy. I managed to save three out of four hull points, or was it two out of four hull points that he did? And then had a six-inch charge the turn after. So managed to run up in my turn. I hit with four attacks, did three penetrating hits, managed to roll three sixes on his Land Raider squadron. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just take it off. Ow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I did three pens, I thought, wouldn't it be fun if I rolled three sixes? And he said, yeah. And then I rolled three sixes. So, yeah. That was that was a good good time. Good time. Nicholas, brother, we love you. You face me and you face Jens now. <laughs> we things that have got chain fists that have just punked your land raider squadron. Dude, yeah. split Poor them guy. up. <laughs> Then he managed to, uh, he had, uh, I think it was five uh, bikers with uh, the twinning plasma guns and a sergeant with a power fist. So he drove those up towards my, my poor scouts with bolters. I have five scouts with bolters, a sergeant with their artificer armor and a power fist. So he shot at me. He did like one wound, killed a poor little scout. Boo-hoo. And then he charged me, managed to kill zero scouts. And then slowly but surely, my scouts, four of them left, killed all of his bikers, and then continued to wreak havoc in his backlines. Damn. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's the second time. Last time we faced each other, his uh, Medusan Immortals charged the same squad and managed to lose. So either those scouts are really good, or Nicholas needs new dice. <laughs> <laughs> and those you get the feeling with the night lords it's like you know you live you get power armor dude we've got to live through this fight why <laughs> we need extra armor yeah, we need a chance man uh, and this scenario freddy was uh nice enough to randomly randomly roll that i got a domitar uh that was standing in the middle of the table i had to activate it with my little tech priest that i got so I managed to do that, and then after three turns of it missing like all its shots, I just parked it in my deployment zone so that I could get extra victory points and just rub uh, Nicholas's loss in his face a bit more. <laughs> because that got me five five victory points. And I think I was already in the lead with like 14 to 2 or 3. I think it ended up 19 three or something i can't remember it was something ridiculous ouch <laughs> yeah but 
Nicholas had a lot of bad luck. He failed like a three-inch charge with his uh, with his Delegatus, and as I said, just me blowing up his Land Raider squadron turn one. My uh, my lightning came in turn four, but that was time enough to deal with this whole Predator squadron that was still left, and then it was just mopping up his infantry with some hidden racks. He managed to kill my Warlord and my Assault Squad, though. That was uh, pretty harsh, but in this scenario, there was no Slay the Warlord or anything like that, so... Haha. <laughs> no points. <laughs> yeah. Now it was a great game. It's fun to take as Niklas. It's, uh, even, if, even in the face of utter destruction, he was uh, still a, a fun opponent. <laughs> well, I guess... In the long run, he was probably pretty happy that you creamed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got it, got it in earlier so that he'd uh, he'd know. Yeah, so it's <laughs> definitely like the, the the competition was a couple of points <laughs> above him. So <laughs> yeah, I made sure he'd he'd play at the bottom tables where he belongs. Oh, okay, okay, it's going down like that, huh? Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun year of events. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, it There's is. going to be some call-outs going on. <laughs> It'll end up being like the fucking Warriors, you know? It's like, Nicholas, <laughs> come out to play! How do you get a call going, man? I can't do it, man! <laughs> now he's just going to roll a Custodes army up your ass at some point. Yeah. But he had, like, uh, five... I can't remember what the uh, Iron Hand Terminators are called. The uh, Gorgons. Gorgons. Yeah. Gorgons. Those guys took, like, everything I had. And I managed to kill one of them with a grav gun. But Freddy had given him a card so that he could get a model back when it was killed. So <laughs> that was uh, that guy back. And after, like, my whole army, or what was left of it, like, at least over half of it, firing at those guys for mm, two turns, I think I managed to kill one. So... All of those uh, four-up saves you passed, Niklas, that was uh, <laughs> that was all that you would have needed in like the rest of the game to at least get a draw. So, bottom line is, you ruffle-stomped him like a knock-at-a-biker rally. Yeah, put him in his place. You know, nobody Where puts, he belongs. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Apparently, Nicholas <laughs> is very much allowed to go on the bottom table. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, we, we love him. He's, a, he's such a great bloke. He's so fucking chilled. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just, I was actually playing on table opposite. Um, <laughs> yeah, you heard his, his cries of anguish. Yeah, so um, came over and went, how's it going? And it's like, uh-oh, I, I know that. I know that face. Wait, hang on. Oh. <laughs> My oh, smug what, face. What, what's that pile there? Oh, that's your dead landing squadron. <laughs> Flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, I was like, not. oh, are, are these outflanking? Or... Yeah, are these outflanking? <laughs> are they disguised as terrain? I like the burning wreck look you've gone for here. You know, it's... No, they're just dead. <laughs> Damn, they dead, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, bless him. So that was pretty much my one. It, was, uh, it wasn't very good because we, we wanted to fight it to the bitter end and see if uh, those Gorgons could at least score some points, and they did. So... Yeah. Managed to get one point for killing my uh, one of my sergeants in a challenge, and then <laughs> two points I think for having them in my deployment zone for two turns. So wait to not get tabled, Niklas. Good on you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just oh. uh, you <laughs> Well, you know, lucky for Niklas, you can't really be tabled in Shadow War missions. 
No, exactly. But at least yeah. he, got, he got some points. That's, uh, that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, it was very cool. Uh, Considering how the point system works, like getting points is good. <laughs> yeah. But in Nicholas' case, maybe not so much because you know he needed to stay there at the bottom. Yeah. But yeah. He did. He's good. And he, he <laughs> in, you know, stuff. Made some friends. Yeah, it was cool. He had fun. <laughs> so, I should want to be nice. Um, yeah, uh, while you start, I'm going to go grab a beer and be right back. How dare you? How absolutely dare you? Dare you? Well, it's uh, 10 o'clock in the city, though. Oh, yeah, it's way past. Fair enough. Hey, Sam, you can start that you can be wrong. So, okay, uh, my first game was against uh, Avid Tabog. I don't know if they know, but it's uh, no one with Swedish names. Um, and he brought his mechanic along. And... What late? What night? All first. I was a bit like, okay. Um, basically, I was looking at two Megoses, one on an Abeyant, uh, two Domitars, a unit of three Catalacs, uh, with uh, all the bolt cannons, two units of Thalax, um, and then two Catalacs with Darkfire cannons, which put no, the, the, the small nice shit. Yeah, put the small shits up me with my with my armor. Um, and I was expecting to get basically punked from a long distance. Um, didn't uh, well. When we 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 played up, I actually won the roll off. Even though being an Iron Warrior, I was um, at a negative one um, <laughs> for the event because you know Iron Warriors, and I didn't take anything to really balance that out. Um, and then we had um, what was it? We yeah went up. Um, had a really nice uh, warlord trait that I basically uh, managed to get my um, warlord fearless, which helped. Um, and then we had um, uh, we had a lot of fun setting up, trying to work out who was doing what and where. Um, <laughs> and as we uh, once we sort of once he sort of set up, so I put my thought was, if I'm a fast acting force, I'm the attacker. I'm going to put him. On uh, on defensive, so stick gave him the defender's role. Um, he set up and did the best he could. Cause he basically castled up his sort of long shooty stuff in the middle and then tried to spread out his units. Uh, he got to put one of his units in reserve, so he put a unit of Thalax in reserve. Um, and then I um, set up and pretty much set my entire army up on one flank um, with the idea of just trying to do the sort of out and roll down sort of attack. And before, or literally, um, managed to move one unit. Um, at which point, uh, with a little bit of help, I think I think it was yourself, Freddie, or it might have been uh, <coughs> my friend who was with me, Frederick, uh, reminded him about his strategy cards. At which which point he picked up and went, "Oh, I should have played." Uh, <laughs> okay, what is it? Boom, boom trap. Um, and thankfully, doesn't take out my. Um, doesn't take out uh, one of the bikers, uh, but he uh, he gave me a bit of a worry there because it kind of it literally put a template to stop the any unit that touched that template would basically set off a booby trap. So it's like okay, one of the two ways I was looking at driving through with my uh, my tanks just sort of didn't do anything. Um, so basically rolled everything forward, looked at what the worst worst case scenario was, which was basically Domitar to the face. And um, the uh, what do you call it? Booby um, trap to the ass. No, well, yeah, that's always that's always fun. Uh, no, I was thinking more the um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the dark fire cannons on the hill. So it's like okay, 
It's plasma time and dropped. Um, there were two two Darkfire Castellax, the uh, one of the the Magos are one of the Magoses, and oh, he had the Imperial Prospector, one of my ah. favourite characters from the Lincoln series. He had him on the uh, on that. And he was up with that little group, and he 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 scared me a little bit, but then he became my friend at the end of it, so I was very happy. <laughs> um, so basically, he churned up um, my plasma cannons put a world of hurt onto that took out a castellax put one the other castellax down uh, a couple of wounds and then the other one and the las cannons from the um, uh, what you call it spartan tried to focus fire down the domitar who then in the next turn got all the healing um, <laughs> and the it will not die rule kicking in and stuff and things and basically, I did the most heroic thing possible. Um, after his Domitar failed the charge, I think it was a seven-inch charge, and he rolled a six, um, I did the most the logical thing possible. I moved as far off to one side as humanly possible to make an even longer <laughs> charge, and then started shooting at him again. Um, at which point, again, Plasma, plasma Preds really did me well in this game. I can't, can't complain about them whatsoever. Strength 7, AP2, doesn't get hot. Three templates, clustering up quite nicely, uh, really helped me out. Uh, they got Yeah, that's some, some good stuff against uh, Mechanicum. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, and he, he played a really, really solid game. Um, and I had, as sort of, sort of Freddie said, I, I had two outflanking units. So uh, my second turn, one of the units comes on, uh, on the same flank that I'm, uh, I'm actually on, because that's how it rolled. Bumped up, um, popped a shot off with the um, multi melter. Did nothing, um, and then basically he then used his or his reserve unit. He's put in reserve. The phalanx come down, deep struck in, pop the um, uh, pop the the rhino. And the explosion took out one of the thalax. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I no, actually it didn't. Sorry, I lied. Took it down to one. It took it down a wound, and then it uh, it helped me out on the next round. Um, so by this point, the other unit of thalax is lightning gunning and and whatever down my one of my plasma executioners. He sort of walked forward with his domitar and his magos. And his Castellax are coming towards me, and I'm just like, crap, what do I do? Do I stay inside my Spartan and try and wait out like a paragon of heroism that I am? <laughs> or do I go batshit crazy and effectively I just threw my unit out and went into combat with the Domitar and the Magos? And my prayer to bellow the challenge is Magos stepped up. Uh, they went toe to toe. Uh, for a couple of rounds and he got him in the second round of combat with his paragon blade uh, nice. which then and the terminators basically chain fisted the domitar um in a very unpleasant way uh, <laughs> but they they we also took they also took a charge from the unit of uh castellax as well in the side during this combat so it all became a bit messy um so i got i even though it wasn't counted i got a warlord kill which i was pretty chuffed with uh, my, my second unit of veterans came on on the 
uh, outflanking on the far side. So I, again, did the most heroic thing possible, parked behind the nearest piece of terrain that was in his <laughs> deployment zone and just kept shucking up points each round, um, each end of each game turn. And um, yeah, proper proper heroic stuff there. Um, and then, yeah, basically my, my Herald uh, ran into uh, a combat which my... Uh, two, eventually I was down to two bikes remaining and they tied up a Castellax and a Magos in combat for two turns we're just throwing fists and trying to use a crack grenade here <laughs> and there and trying to you know punch punch this thing and, and not you know cry and um, he just walked in punked the um, the Magos in the head and then the Praetor and the Terminator just wandered in and finished off the uh, helped finish off the Castellax um that was brilliant i thought that was a brilliantly fun game i think the the actual highlight was the first ta- uh, vet squad that came on um they were basically taking some damage from the um explosion i lost three of the unit to the explosion from the rhino they stepped out and around opened fire on the the thalax took one of them that had taken the wound out charged into combat and I was like, okay, charging, it's pretty cool, vets. Oh, the extra close combat weapon, you know, extra chainsaws in there. Here we go. Um, they survived. They managed to kill, like, two. two or th- Yeah, two in the first round of combat. More importantly, they survived the heavy chain blades coming back the other way, <laughs> uh, which was what was scaring me, just the amount of attacks and chain blades. And then the second turn, second round of combat, they actually killed off the Thalax. And it was like, okay. There was literally the sergeant and one guy left, but they won. And they just then did the heroic thing and hid behind cover for the rest of the game, <laughs> racking up Dude. points. It's all about racking up points. It is. And um, again, uh, Ahmed was such a chill bloke, so much fun. Um, had a great time. And this was like his first tournament. And he was he was so cool. Uh, such a good guy. Loved his force. Looked really good. And... You know, it was generally a fun game. I won't lie, some of the dice rolls re- definitely went my way and definitely didn't go his way. Um, the prospector was brilliant. Uh, he's, he racked up some victory points and then sadly um, rolled a six on one of them, which is minus D3 victory points. <laughs> <coughs> Followed up with another six. <laughs> so he lost three victory points um, and scored some. And, you know, he, he sort of balanced his account out. Um, so, so I guess zero. you did everything for the reminder game to avoid even accidentally shooting him. Oh hell yes! I was like, oh hi, you're my friend. I'm gonna leave you so far <laughs> alone. There's no way you're gonna get hit by a template or anything. <laughs> Just <laughs> let him wander around with with the <laughs> the other veteran squad that was hiding behind the terrain, going. If he steps near a piece of terrain, gun him the fuck down. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no way I wanted him to get an extra point and come back. It's like, just kill him. Don't just, just you know, end him. <laughs> was pretty much how it was going. Um, but it, it was a lot of fun. It was a great game. I was a brilliant bloke. Uh, he actually got my um, best sport award because he, he was just generally a, an all-around dude. So that was, that was a very fun first game for me. Uh, and came out with a win. For uh, for the um, for the traitors, which um, apparently was kind of a rare thing because I was the attacker and I won, which surprised <laughs> me. But as we've already just discussed, the statistics not as uh, not as rare as it would seem. Well, it wasn't a rare thing to win as the attacker; it was just a rare thing to win as a traitor. 
Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> that was very, very rare as well. Uh, so, Freddie, what do we do? Well, game Game one was out of the way, and then we went on to the army parade. Yep. So then we had a lunch break, and we had an army parade. So everyone, uh, actually, I did a bit of a tweak for the voting for this year. So I had uh, best painted, which is basically just uh, people voting on which army looks the best painted. As in high, highest skill of painting. Very complicated. But then I also had place choice, loyalist, place choice, traitor. And and that is, uh, I just wanted people to vote on the army, overall traitor army that was there at the event. That looked like, it, it looked, it didn't have to be the best painted, but it's like the, the thought behind it, like how they built the army, how, how it like looked on the tabletop and like, like, but in your case, Jens, like, does that really feel like a, a Night Lord's army? Is it like, does it really feel like a super cool traitor army? And then the same does. thing with, yeah, it does. <laughs> you're not oh, yeah. biased. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, same thing with the best loyalist army. So people went around and just had a look at everyone's armies and they got to vote on best painted, uh, place choice loyalist, place choice traitor. Just because I wanted, I wanted more awards for like hobby hobby stuff like hobby effort like you might not be the best painter in the world but if you build like a super cool army like you you do heaps of conversion you have you put a thought behind it and and stuff and it, it looks like fucking amazing then you deserve some recognition you know not, not just because you're like the best painter around and you're fucking uh you're fucking god with the airbrush and your you know fucking <laughs> fucking brushes and shit but Still, like, if you're a hobby fiend, you deserve some recognition. So it, it was more like a hobby hobby awards. Yeah, which is something we've, we've talked about a number of times, pushing in general, haven't we? Yeah. So it's all good, and that's, that's a big thing for us as a podcast and, and sort of the events events in general. I think it's one of the things that is, is important to promote is yeah. hobbying. Yeah, that's why we always try to, like, it, it's not about number crunching and stuff, and that's why we, we do crazy stuff like strategy cards, or we, we do, like, narrative stuff, or we do, like, random random little shit that happens, like at Scandis or Scorpius and and Haguaria. Like, the, at Haguaria, there will be shit going down that, you know, <laughs> that might throw, that might, may or may not throw some Spanish in the work there, but it, it, it will just be for fun anyway. It will be for shits and giggles, so, you know, people yeah. will enjoy it. That is true. It will be it will be fun, and it was fun. The, the random stuff was was generally very very funny. Um, yeah, it was. So round two, round two, gents. Yeah. Gonna lead uh, the way with round two, buddy. Oh yeah, this will be quick because since I got <laughs> so many points for uh, beating Nicholas's ass, <laughs> I got on the top table. Oh. <laughs> I do not belong on the top table. <laughs> Well, you were the highest scoring uh, traitor player. Yeah, you were, I was. You were like you were like in top three or something after the first round. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah, all. What, hap- what happened, man? What time. happened? Uh, yeah, I got to face uh, a beautiful white scars army, full of uh, full of bikes, and he had a Sikaran tank destroyer, some quad guns, and more bikes, and more bikes, and then a bit more bikes. I think he had two command squads with. Uh, one Praetor in each, and then a shit ton of shit ton of power fists in every squad. Uh, two apothecaries on bikes that was uh, hanging out with uh, 
either one of those squads. Then three regular bike squads, the Sikran Tank Destroyer, uh, Contemptor with two Power Fists in a drop pod. And then you had... Did you have anything else? Well, probably. But... <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, he managed to win the... Uh, no, I managed to win the roll-up for the Shadow War, and I got D3 extra turns of uh, Night Fighting, so I got three full turns of Night Fighting. It did not help. Uh, the... The, uh, the drop pod with the... Uh, uh, it's not the Caribbean, it was the, the Anvilus. Uh, came yeah. down... Uh, Behind my lines, burned half of the uh, sniper scout squad, made them run away, and then I managed to shoot at it with uh, both my land speeders. Managed to hit with the first one, pen with the first one, then he jinked and saved that. And then I shot it with the other one, and he jinked and he saved that. And then I ran forward to put a few melter bombs on it, and I missed with every melter bomb. Oh, the pain. Yeah, and I tried to charge his first command squad because I figured if I can get like my assault squad with uh, all the characters in it and outnumber him, I might actually be able to drag a few dudes down because mm. they got power fists and I strike before them. So that might be might be able to do some damage. And then I failed like a four-inch charge with my assault squad. <laughs> and yeah, and that was just downhill from there. I managed to get my lightning in turn three and kill his... Uh, his Sikran Tank Destroyer, when it just came out, came out of reserves, scoring me another, like, three victory points, I think. And I think it was one victory point for killing the tank, and then one victory point for killing a unit that just came out of reserves. And then yeah. I dropped, dropped some bombs on a bike squad, kill a few of those, but poof, it was... It was hard. I managed to, like, fail every single role in that game. My outflanking units came on on the wrong side of the table, or... Freddy gave me like the nice <laughs> D template that I could scatter onto the table, and I managed to miss everything with that. So, yeah, no. well, that, that was that table that went around. The entire yeah. Program. Hang on, that stopped just before it got to me then, because I never got to use that damn thing. <laughs> God damn it! Well, maybe maybe you were doing good enough not to need it. Oh hell no! <laughs> no but, well, oh you, hell's no, as we're about to find out. <laughs> you, you were at the furthest uh, end table. This was in the other room. So it went through all that room, and then it went, like, the first line to your left there. Yeah. And then it's it ended up at, I think it was, not Pele, but uh, someone before oh. that played. like It was, like, three tables before your table yeah. when it finally hit something, killed, like, a Marine or something. <laughs> Yay, the death of Marine. It did it something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what strategic cards uh, I got that that game, but I think I got some sort of bombardment, which I tried to use, and it scattered off. Like, I had a juicy target, like nine bikes just standing in the middle of the field and managed to scatter off. And I hit one bike, managed to wound him, and he had feel no pain, so he managed to pass his feel no pain save. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I got beaten horribly. I managed to get three points in the end, but I think I lost, like, 13 to 3 or 12 to 13, something like that. I'm, I'm seriously thinking that uh, a, uh, either a couple of, a squadron of Medusas, uh, not Medusas, oh yeah, some Medusas, a couple of Typhons, and a Knight Acheron against that list might stand a chance. Yeah, a, a Typhon would be pretty, pretty sweet against that. Yeah. Yep, yep. 
<laughs> it's a nasty list. <laughs> yeah, it God is. Damn, it's painful. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun to face because I've never faced such a mobile army before, and it was nice to like my army is pretty mobile, but damn that that army just ran rings around my guys. <laughs> damn, that hurt, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. My butt was sore for days afterwards. <laughs> Are you sure that was from the gaming? <laughs> Maybe it was from the night before. I can't remember what happened then. Yeah. Okay, we remember. <laughs> we never forget. <laughs> <clears throat> that sounded far creepier than it probably should have. <laughs> <Awesome>. uh, <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, that whole game too being a big thing, right? Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, yeah, that, that game too. Um, <laughs> ow. Um, no, to be fair, game game two was um, for me. It ended up being on the uh, double table, which is was the Freddy's fantastic big four draw table, which I have had the privilege of playing on now three times <laughs> at our last two events, and it's beautiful. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. I love that table so much. I hate putting it together, but I love playing on it. So you know, yeah, it's a, a nice table. It's very sexy. Um, also, by the way, just very quickly, I apologise to anyone who is hearing hobby noises and is thinking about saying something. I do. I am aware there's hobby noises, but I'm also under the gun for getting some models together, so I'm uh, having to, you know, combine my hobby time with, you know, my hobby time. Anyway, um, so game two. Yes, I got drawn against my uh, <laughs> slowly becoming a nemesis of mine. <laughs> it is Bjorn Halverson uh, Hol- <laughs> Holmquist. Bjorn, Bjorn, I could never remember you. Bjorn, I love you. You know I love you. Never remember your name. Bjorn the Tanned. Um, he, he, epitome, he is the epitome of the 13th. Um, and basically, he, he and I were drawn against each other, which was great. Uh, and then Eric Arman and uh, Plastic Fantastic Frederick were drawn against each other on the same table, which actually led to a, an Ultramarine Raven Guard versus Iron Warrior Bro Team. Nice. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I love play, playing uh, playing games with uh, Mr. Fantastic because he and I have played a couple of... We played at uh, Scandalous last year and uh, we teamed up and that was a whole ton of fun. And um, yeah, so I was very much looking forward to doing it again. And um, yeah, the mission was interesting. Um, basically, half of your army had to deploy half your army had to go into reserves. Oh, yeah. Um, and the way we worked our army is we worked our army out as a one single um, army. So we went with um, the majority of the units that could already do the, you know, reserve stuff. So most of my army effectively ended up in, in reserve and Frederick's um, foot slog units uh, deployed on the board. And... To say that things didn't go our way <laughs> um, would be a bit of an understatement. And I will say there is zero bitterness about it because it was, it was actually genuinely a fun game to play and the, the banter was going back and forth and that was that was a lot of fun. Um, but more the fact that we had, um, we ha- we had this sort of... <laughs> First of all, those fuckers conga-lined us. <laughs> they conga line us. We were playing Dawn of War, so we were playing across uh, long edge to long edge, and the infiltrating fucking Raven Guard conga lined two tactical squads down the main <laughs> one half of our entry. Bastards. 
Um, it was funny. I, I, it genuinely made me laugh, but it also made me wanted to throttle <laughs> Eric very, very hard with my <laughs> just, just, you know, the, the sounds of choking would have been interesting and satisfying. Um, and then they won the roll off and managed to and uh, got the uh, roll for the night fighting and got the three turns of night fighting, Ooh. which, as you can imagine, with a Raven Guard army. Uh, with Camellia line on a lot of things in cover, it was basically like three up, two up cover the whole time. Um, it was painful. We played turn one, which uh, resulted in very few casualties on on their end. Our end got kind of beaten up. Uh, then we had a second. Uh, they had their their sort of turn, their second turn. We deployed on the reserves that came on. For me, was one veteran tactical squad and a plasma executioner so that left my bikes my other executioner my other uh, tactical uh, vet, vet squad and my spartan with characters on the side not making it into the game uh, yeah that's that harsh and because two versus two trying to work everything else out um it all came down to the fact that they got a second turn and there wasn't enough time to get turn three in so we didn't actually end up playing a third turn. So um, that's how it rolled. It, it was a little frustrating, a little sad, but that is how it rolls. And our um, our bad reserve rolls came back to haunt us because then that effectively counted every unit, so independent characters, all that sort of stuff, as kill points. So oh. they picked up a large chunk of kill points from my... Uh, bad reserve rolls so um, the dice gods looked at me and went mm, no, <laughs> no like, we, we did yeah, we did you already had my win that's enough <laughs> oh is that it that's enough i got one win that's all i'm allowed right is that, that's, that's your decree is it <laughs> love you too man <laughs> oh, i had um i was very very lucky to get around to having some fun with um um uh, having, some, having some fun with the, with sort of just trying to get the, um, the we had the Domitar uh, again, or Tha, uh, Than, uh, Thanatar, sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Than, yeah, we had the Thanatar in that one, and it, he was sat in my beautiful Spartan that was sat in reserves. Not <laughs> um, so yeah, at the end of the day, it was um, it wasn't the best game. We lost, we lost pretty heavily. Um, uh, but great bunch of, uh, bunch of guys and you can actually see uh, the live stream of the game on our webpage and um, we had uh, a whole lot of fun with that just simple as that we had a whole lot of fun uh, it, hurt. it was a decent it was a pretty decent loss which now I understand how things work explains why <laughs> I wasn't as high as I'd hoped I would have been eventually um, but you know shit happens and um yeah so <laughs> moving on <laughs> quickly <laughs> moving on um so yeah well there were nine players that won all their games yeah all loyalists i presume <laughs> I was say eight of them were loyalists at least no um, nine of them were loyalists <laughs> I, nine of them were loyalists then um so yeah that sort of ended the uh, ended that sort of streak of you know a win <laughs> Simple as that. your um, winning streak of one <laughs> yeah 
take what you can get man um but again that it was a generally really fun time the guys were awesome we had a great time playing um so yeah um and then then round three so oh yeah come on cheer us up with it with, <laughs> with some good news here jens round three was awesome for you right yeah it, it actually was i since i won my first game like with a huge margin and then lost my second game with a huge margin i managed to lose the third game but only by a margin of one point so that was pretty pretty even i'd say okay. uh, i managed to uh well my opponent was lost for like half an hour so i managed to find a new opponent <laughs> wait what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, the, the, because uh, after the draw was done, we were missing two players. And luckily enough, there was one uh, loyalist and one traitor player. Because <laughs> they, they went down to the shops. Ah, so, okay. Rookie mistake then. Yeah, so but I got to... Because right, they yeah. got paired up with each other, and Jens got to play who uh, play with the, the one that was supposed to play the other dude. Yeah, so everything worked out all right. Yep. Uh, yeah. so, face, so, uh, so whenever you travel make sure you travel in pairs of opposite <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you must have a, a, a nickel compass uh, as a, as a <laughs> yeah. so you need to have a travel buddy he must be from the opposite faction and preferably the same skill level or try to somehow kidnap the top table player for the other side <laughs> you know professional styles yeah. so Tell us about your third game there, Jens. Come on, I mean, uh, just just a, a one-sentence report doesn't cut it. Come on, bud. Uh, no, uh, he had uh, uh, a good army. I have no idea how many games he had won, but I'm guessing he, he'd won a fair share of games. Uh, he had two Praetors on jet bikes with the Power Fist and Paragon Blade combo. So that was a bit ouchy. Uh, they had two veteran squads in Rhinos, uh, one with plasma guns uh, and one with melter guns, two Warwind Scorpiuses, and a Spartan with five Terminators in it. And, ooh, and a Contemptor with uh, dual carries as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. <clears throat> so this was the most fun scenario because you got to place little radioactive markers on the table and scattered them and everything within six inches had to take like dangerous strain test lose one toughness lose one strength all kinds of fun so uh i managed to get the uh, i can't remember what it's called but the strategy card where you destroy a weapon on the enemy after they fire so yeah. i managed yeah so weapons, i managed to get weapons malfunction weapons malfunction yeah so i managed to get like he took the first turn, so he shot one of his Scorpiuses at uh, the one closest to me. He shot at my Assault Squad, but they had a two-up cover save because Night Lord's shenanigans. So it didn't take any casualties. And then when the one he had parked like in the farther, farthest end of the battlefield fired at me as well, I blew its turret up, so it only had its twinning bolt left. And I think that guy killed like one of my, one of my Night Lord's dudes, so that was a good trade-off. Uh, then it was just his uh, his Spartan sat back in a corner and just waited for me for to come forward. But I managed to lure him in piecemeal to my deployment zone, and I killed. Uh, his, his, he he flat with uh, his with his uh, his veteran squads 
and the melting gun squad came in first, managed to park directly behind my my ten man unit, got out, fired everything within rapid fire range, managed to kill zero of my. <laughs> I think he he hit with the. Oh no! He managed to kill one guy. He hit with the two uh, melter guns and a combo melter, and I managed to pass two six up saves for my chameleon line. And then he hit with ten of his attacks uh, with his bolters and managed to wound with zero of them. And then I just turned around and just casually executed them. Then my uh, <laughs> six man shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My six man. Uh, my my uh, sniper. Uh, squad actually managed to put two precision shots into the head of his sergeant. Managed to roll two sixes for precision shots, two sixes for rending, and he failed both of his Lukauser tests. So, <laughs> fuck that sergeant in particular. Damn! <laughs> yeah. But then my six-man shotgun squad ran up to his rhino that he had used for uh, for outflanking and, and put some melter bombs on it and managed to blow it up and four of uh, their own squad up. So that rhino... That had already like shot two of my other scouts, managed to kill more than the entire ten-man tactical uh, veteran squad with the like running shots and all that. So, yeah, that was a, a dangerous rhino. Well, you know, the, it rhino. was more. It was the the best veterans was sitting in the rhino. <laughs> yeah, he was the driver or the uh, the gunner. <laughs> that was. The... Uh... Or the one who pushed the self-destruct button when I came too close. <laughs> Jesus, lads, we don't want to get captured by these boys. Hang on, hang on, hold it, hold it, hold it. Press it now, boom. Yeah. Now, now, now. His other squad managed to kill my bikes, and uh, it was just me, like, jumping out 12 inches with my, uh, my assault marines, like, luring him in, and then slowly retreating back, and then just assaulting him when he came into range with stuff. Uh, managed to immobilize his uh, contemptor Mortis uh, in the first turn with one of my land speeders. So that guy was stuck doing nothing, just facing a corner of the battlefield where nothing was deployed. Uh, then in the last turn, he deployed his uh, his Terminators from his Spartan, finally drove that up the field. I managed to take four hull points off of it, but that's not enough because the Spartan has got five fucking hull points which is a pain to go through. I only got four cracking missiles. I can't <laughs> can't do anything more. But always, he deployed them. and that's to take out a Spartan, I think is the general term with those. Yeah, but um, I flew over them in the last turn. As it wasn't kill points, it was just like get into different deployment zones with scoring units. I could lose my lightning. It wouldn't matter. So brave the turn of fire, not turn of just not jinking and surviving that on one hull point. I flew over his uh, five-man Terminator unit, dropped two phosphix bombs on them, managed to do eight wounds because I rolled the water trait that gives uh, some of my templates shredding. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then he failed seven out of eight four-up saves, and that unit was gone. Ow. Yeah. But Damn. if I had managed to do one more hull point or roll a uh, destroyed result on the uh, Spartan, uh, it would have been a draw because, uh, what's it called, attrition? Or uh, which one is it where you get points for having the, the most units at the end of the game? Yeah. Yeah, so he had five 
Yeah, he had five units left. I had four units left. So, oh, man. so close, so close. Damn. But was it but a fun was game, a, though? Yeah, it was. A, it was a great game. It was really, really fun. And he seemed a bit uh, standoffish at the like first two turns, but then we really hit it off in like turn three and had a great, great time. Yeah. And how radioactive was it? Oh, <laughs> there was so many. I think two markers scattered off the board, but otherwise, I think I hit with. All but one of mine. I think none of them scattered. And he scattered with maybe... Yeah, two of his scattered off the board. And then he... I think he hit bang on with the rest of them as well. So, like, the whole eastern side of the of the board was a radioactive wasteland. <laughs> Which is as it should be. Yeah. It's like the, the semi-glowing dark future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Messed up my night fighting, though. Just glowing stuff everywhere. It's supposed to be dark. We're not blind. We're blind. We can't see. Yeah, you will be soon. Yeah. <laughs> Radi- yeah. It's called radioactive poisoning. Yeah. It's all right. When your eyeballs fall out, fall out it's fine. <laughs> worry about night. Yeah, mo- most, of my stuff, most of my stuff was dead, so they don't have to worry about radioactive poisoning. So. <laughs> Little small bubbling pools. <laughs> yeah. But it was a great game. Uh, it was uh, like just down to the last die roll, so that's always fun. Yeah, as it should be. That's very cool. As it should be. That's good. That's very very cool. Um, so, Jody, my last game. My last game was actually uh, ended up being against the guy I was going to play in the first round of the original draw, which was uh, Magnus Elmquist and his Imperial Fists. So we had an Iron Warriors and Imperial Fists face off. Grudge match. Yeah, grudge match. Bitterness versus, you know, more bitterness in (laughs) bright yellow armor. Um, So that was that was fun. That that okay. Personal admission. um, Again, same thing with deployment. Like with the units in reserve, which didn't seem to be my friend this game. In the like the same it was in the last game. so I was, uh, I had a, I will admit I had a pretty, pretty decent sugar crash and energy burnout. And I was, I, I was probably Mr. Grumpy Pants for the first sort of 10, <laughs> first turn. This also had something to do with the fact that in the, in said first turn, um, I deployed my, uh, Spartan, my two plasma executioners, had my vets and bikes off in reserve. Um, I played a fantastic strategy card, which I thought was going to be the absolute bollocks, and force him uh, basically put his uh, delayed his Leviathan with Icarus Storm Twin uh, Storm Cannon, so uh, Death Fire uh, Death Blossom Leviathan. I thought, great, this is going to slow it down, put it in reserve, keep it, you know, keep it off. Feel he's going to have to walk on, and of course, I forgot playing on the um, diagonals that his board edge was the long edge. Um, so he could come right up to the corner of my deployment. And he got a warlord trait which allowed him to give one of his units infiltrating. So he gave that to his contemptor with twin <laughs> carries. So turn one, my turn, uh, he, he gets, he goes first. Turn one, these guys walk on and basically rape my two executioners. Nothing yeah, to do about yeah it. that's dangerous stuff. So I'm looking at this going, uh-huh. 
Okay, this is going to hurt. On the other side of the board from me were three eight-man veteran squads, a um, set of three uh, quad mortars with... Frag, he didn't run, I don't think he was running any special shells, which was a surprise because I was expecting shatter shells. Um, they didn't come my way. Um, and then there was um, a... Oh, which dreadport is it? Ambulus dreadport uh, drop pod with um, Sigismund and some uh, what are they called? Templars. 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 Yes, I got to remember how the the whole fluff thing works. Unless they've rewritten the eighth <laughs> edition, I don't know yet. Um, with the Templars, and I think that was it. Um, apart from the two dreadnoughts that I've already mentioned, um, so. I was pretty nervous about, you know, Sigismund basically dropping in and can opening me. Um, but for the first couple of turns, trying to get stuff on, it was, um, there was not, once he took out the um, the two Predators, there wasn't a lot he could actually do to hurt my um, Land Raider. For a couple of turns, he tried rending it with the Carries. Um, and just with terrain positioning, I managed to keep the Leviathan out of Fire Arc. Uh, that, however, then decided to pick on um, the, the well. The two veteran squads came on, and they came on um, either side of the board. Uh, one hid out on one end; the other one started to move up uh, on the end that was my deployment zone. And um, yeah, got gunned down <laughs> as soon as they got there. <laughs> um, and basically, uh, the um, the debris markers were starting to come into effect because they're sort of trying to land them in and around um, the. Like, for me, I was trying to land it in and around this Leviathan. He was trying to land it in and around my uh, Spartan so he could reduce the armor value on the vehicle. Um, and I was trying to do the same thing. And I managed to do that. And then I managed to deep strike my um, jet bikes w- right in front of, probably six six inches away from. The Leviathan, they arrived, open up, and I play the crack, crack shot strategy card. So <laughs> I basically halved his armor value on the front of the Leviathan, and I was Oof. in melter range. So <laughs> I was going for the guaranteed, and it guaranteed and blew him up. Um, I rolled, nice. a, rolled a six, and boom. Um, which was great. Uh, but then the next turn he basically there was a piece of terrain in the way from where I'd landed and he one of his veteran squads he uh, uh, jumped his veteran squad out they walked into the gap then gunned down three of my bikes Um, but I was like you know points pay off I'll take it they made their points back in one round of shooting um, so that's a pretty decent payoff and um, then it just became a game of cat and mouse Um, I had a lot of luck. Um, oh, actually, I need to mention, I got given the sniper um, character, uh, veteran, uh, the Necromunda Ninth veteran. Um, yeah. I got him as my uh, my sort of Lincolnian character series. And with some shenanigans, with the whole vi- infiltrating stuff like that, I had him atop of the building. I'm like, this is a great spot for a sniper. He's going to be able to pick off the first the character that he chose, which is one of his tactical sergeants, because I'm thinking, there's no way I'm taking out Sigismund. There's no way I'm taking out his uh, Primus Medicaid, because they're going to be riding around with that flying tin can, um, which is exactly what they did. And he had that deployed, and that was great. 
um, until he flew it over the top of the sniper and basically murdered him with fire. Um, <laughs> to which point, and this was this was first time. I'm looking. There's suddenly I've literally got my Spartan left, and I'm like, "Fuck, this is gonna hurt." And I was being Mr. Grumpy Pants, and thankfully I had my friend Frederick there, who I basically said, "Here's some money. Go and buy me chocolate and something sugary to drink because I need some sort of boost." He did. He saved many lives that day. Um, <laughs> and basically, I, I managed to power up a little bit on that and felt much better. And after the first turn and getting some luck, um, I managed to, I started to feel a bit better and be less of a jackass. Um, his carries on like the third turn, his uh, mortis opened up. Um, I think I had a. Uh, one of those uh, radioactive markers within like six inches. So I was down toughness on uh, done down armor value. Um, he managed to get three fucking rends on me. <laughs> he took three hold points <laughs> off my Spartan. And I was like, no, how dare you? Um, to which point the Spartan just pivoted on the spot, quad las cannoned him in the face and just went, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> That's just annoying now. Um, and... Um, yeah, I think that that was that that was sort of how it went. Um, I we did some daring do's with jumping up our um, our, our vehicles on top of d- dirty terrain and stuff like that. Uh, managed to get uh, my uh, what do you call them? My terminators out. Um, so they jumped out, going after the veteran squad that opened up my bikes, and um, they charged in um they charge in no I, they actually moved forward um they failed their charge the first turn so he backed his guys up in a different uh, slightly further back towards the board um at which point i split off my warlord and my uh herald to go after one squad and the terminators after another um the reason i did this is because i didn't have Sigismund to worry about so much because basically before it got detonated my um, my Spartan managed to take some hold points off the um, off the Anvilus and you remember I mentioned that the the not having much luck with a multi-melter on a Rhino? Yeah. It's amazing what happens when you blow <laughs> up an Anvilus <laughs> how much you suddenly think they're the dog's bollocks and you just want to have them in every army because it took off the last hole point and rolled a six and made it go boom um, and that dropped Sigismund in his half or his deployment zone um, at which point I'm looking at the game, this is probably turn turn four, I'm looking at the game going okay I'm down on kill points. I'm down on, you know, he's got the special character kill. He's probably going to come in and start wiping me out. How do I win this? And the only option I had was to, well, actually play to the scenario. Who'd have thunk it? Um, <laughs> and I, already, I, I already had my deployment zone because the Rhino that blew up originally, the vet squad, they just got out of line of sight of everything and hid. Because um, even if they took one casualty for the... Um, you know, two casualties each turn, they were still going to be one guy left. And Iron Warriors not taking morale checks from shooting is just godsend when you're in that position. So they held that ground. And then there was basically five points for No Man's Land. And I basically had to take out those two uh, vet tactical squads. Um, 
Sigismund, meanwhile, came over and basically punked the rhino that shot his ride out from underneath him and then <laughs> went in and bitch slapped the um, the remainder of the squad that didn't die in the explosion because god that was depressing <laughs> losing four marines in that including the sergeant um, but snipers are really useful especially with heavy bolters because that was that was fun oh yeah um, that that put a few hairy hairy uh, bits on his backside for a few minutes um, but yeah it was just a case of right I've got to clear these two squads out charged him with my terminators he didn't he lost combat the first round his power axe wielding sergeant whiffed um second round of combat he swung in with his dudes didn't do anything his sergeant took uh took one of my guys down and then my terminators proceeded to turn around and just basically you know thunder kick the guys out of the <laughs> off, out of existence um, so that was that squad down, and then basically my Praetor and my Herald charged the other squad. My Praetor just went, mm, Thunder, Power Fist, Paragon Blade, Power Fist, Paragon Blade, Paragon Blade, snick it, and took most of them out. And then the Herald just went, oh, I can do that, thwap, um, and basically wiped out that squad. They then consolidated out of the way, and I realized that I was a bit buggered because I only got a one-inch um, consolidate with my warlord. I really wanted six or five or six inches uh, because he was then facing down three quad mortars. Um, let's just say he didn't survive. <laughs> um, There's not much that does. No, there really wasn't. I mean, it, yeah, it just wasn't. And and there was a whole minus one toughness from the thing as well. So toughness three space marines go down like toughness three anything, um, and it it was painful. Um, to, to see him die um, after doing so well, um, but he did, and the the game sort of ended that turn. We were counting up the victory points, and I won nine to six, I think it was in the end. Um, after all the sort of attrition and all that sort of stuff was taken into concern, and from such a shitty start, um, and some severe dice rolls in my favour again. Um, some went his way. A lot of them seemed to feel felt that they were going my way. Um, I managed to rack up the two points win, and I was I was very happy with that because I, my goal with the event was to come in and, and come out with a winning record, which I achieved. Um, and the the games overall were really good. The last game was really freaking tough. Um, that was a real grind out for me, and I, I really happy that I came away in that one with them. Um, and Magnus was a really solid guy really really nice guy uh really good to, talk, to sort of talk to him and play games with once i got over my grumpy pants moments and <laughs> um you know it, it was really good fun i really really enjoyed it um so yeah game three was a second loyalist win a loyalist win traitor win i should say not that it did anything to the overall goddamn score for the traitors <laughs> no not really or for my or for my fucking positioning in the event but hey you know uh, after turn two, it was kind of over for the traitors. Yeah. Fucking hard climb up that mountain. <laughs> Fuck yes. But it was good. I, I really enjoyed the. I really enjoyed the game, and um, yeah. So that was that was my game three, and yeah, I think I think we got to go back over to you, Freddie, so you can sort of take us through how things things wound up and how they ended up. Well, uh, after that, um, I kind of gather all the scores, all the votes together, and we just uh, kind of went through who, who won. Overall, I think 
I don't have the scores in front of me because like there's no point really counting them. But it was like over five hundred, <laughs> over five hundred uh, campaign points for for the fucking uh, loyalists, and then shy below three hundred points for for the traitors. So Ouch. it was definitely like a massive win for the for the loyalists today. Shame. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shame. Much shame. Much. And then shame. Uh, and then it was really tight in the top three. Uh, overall top three for the loyalists because it was like Thomas on 23 points uh, and then there was um, Chris Christian or Michael on 22 points and then it was Bjorn on 21 points so oh that just that just hurts Sorry. a little bit more that it was Bjorn in the top three <laughs> after yeah. such sucky dice rolling oh, oh. and then, and then uh, if we look Way, 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 way down, and we hit spot number 10. That's uh, the best uh, traitor then, which is uh, Christopher Fauri. And uh, he plays Word Bearers. I believe it's Oscar's old army that he's bought of him. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, He did actually pretty well uh, in the tournament for a traitor. (laughs) Yeah, well, top ten is a really uh, nice list. Really nice list as well. He was running some Galvor back and some other other dudes in there. It was was a fun list. Yeah, no, like he he managed to win against uh, Lim and Russ. So that's always a win. That's impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, and uh, so that's pretty good. And then after that, uh, went through the the best uh, sport, which was uh, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy yeah. Fredrickson. Yeah. Oh, I think he loved yeah. his army, by the way. Loved his. The only person to rock up a display base, which is awesome. Yeah, and playing Space Wolves as well. Normally he plays Imperial Fist, so that was nice to see he had a new army. And I have to say, though, like going through the voting for Best Sport, there was like. Well, Jimmy won by one vote, and there was fuckloads of people below him on, like. Uh, <laughs> Because he got uh, four votes, and then basically everyone else that rocked up to Lincoln got three votes. Nice. <laughs> so, so <laughs> it was fucking crazy. Uh, like for a fo- like for a really long time there, I was like, oh my fuck, this, this is not gonna work. We're gonna have like scandals again. We'll have like four best best sports, <laughs> and they'll have to arm wrestle or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> But then, like, after I did the last thing, he got it, and I was like, oh, thank fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, he saved me. Awesome. (laughs) And and same with Best Painter was really close for a while. uh, But but in the end, it was, uh, I think his last name is Domikis. Domikis? Yeah. Fuck. I'm so so tired. (laughs) That's why. It's been a long week. Uh, I should actually. I wrote this down, so I should know this. Yes, you should. Give me five seconds. Yes, I should. Yeah, yeah, Domigas. Fuck, I'm awesome. Yeah. So best paint was Andre Domigas. Uh, uh, but also in the best paint, like there was heaps of people. Like he he won on one vote as well, and there was a bunch of people just below. Like uh, I know Pontus was the, was there. Michael Christensen was there. Uh, Jimmy was as well there, like for his army, and like the, and then there was heaps of people got like one or two two votes. There was like, yeah, it was like almost like best sport. There's a lot of voting going on, 
But uh, it didn't matter much because Michael Christensen won. Um, he won the place choice for Loyalists with his white scars, and then Morton, uh, fucking, that that was almost like a landslide victory, like for um, for uh, best traitor army with his uh, carnival of uh, <laughs> Phoenix Phoenix Carwas, a full groom carnival, full groom, yeah, kind of themed army. It was beautiful. That's it was cool. really nicely done. Yeah, it is. And then, and then it was heap, heaps of pe- people coming up on second, like I think uh, Dew and Pelle uh, was like on second favorite for traitors and stuff. Which one of them? Uh, uh, you mean Jens? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, sorry, Jens. Uh, I mean the Night Lord. Night Lord second place. Yeah, so, um, so it was like Dew, Pelle and, and uh, Julius. I don't know why. People were so fucking biased with the night lords, but but besides that, uh, Morton Morton was like he was five or six votes ahead of every, everyone else, and then it was like the night lords players all on even ground, and then there's a bit uh, bits like heaps of random votes here and there through the treasure camp. Like for the loyalists, it was much much more even. It was like basically the same guys for best painted. Again, uh, you votes in between them but Michael won by one vote there so it's kind of fair that <laughs> compared that he, he lost with one vote against Andre <laughs> so that was pretty good and then obviously not last but last but or maybe last last and least <laughs> I, did, I didn't even write it down and when I put something <laughs> uh, the cursed one which is kind of like a link on theme last year the cursed one got uh, a pro painted knight. Uh, this year, the cursed one got uh, Iwata Airbrush. Pre- did I pronounce Iwata correctly? Iwata. 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 Custom airbrush for you. Yep. <laughs> One of these phrases there. Uh, so anyway, so and that was Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, poor Nicholas. Uh, you're like on minus, I think it was like minus 29 campaign points. I think it was minus 26, but that's... <laughs> yeah, that's 26. Bad. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, what's what's another minus three points here <laughs> and there between friends? Yeah, so my, minus 26 campaign points, which was... Yeah, I didn't even have to think who, who <laughs> was that first <laughs> point. It was pretty easy. It was pretty bad. God damn it, Nicholas. But we still love you. Someone needs to be good and someone needs to be bad. And someone needs to excel at being bad. <laughs> uh, that that he very much did. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pretty sure he was pretty happy with his rise. So. Oh, yeah, he was. I can, I can assure you that he was uh, pretty pleased with himself. Yeah. Because out of all, all the prizes, that was probably the most expensive one. It was a very awesome prize. Yeah. And um, like besides that, uh, obviously, we had some sponsors at Team EU. Big shout out to them. I wanted to... Yeah, big shout out to them for providing uh, some uh, mats and terrain. And we had like, uh, yeah, I think uh, you, Jens, and Nicholas played on the pure game at the EU, like the table that they provided for us. Mm-hmm. I have uh, no idea, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, with the new terrain. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. nice. Yeah. So uh, that that's uh, thanks to Game at EU. We could play on that really nice, sexy table. And then also we have to thank Alpha Spell because uh, the. Best uh, place choice, loyalist and traitor walked away with 500 uh, in gift cards for for Alspel each. So all up a thousand, which is not too bad, you know. So I have to give a big shout out for Alspel. Yeah, then, it's nice uh, that we actually got like you, you got real prices, like real real money prices. <laughs> yeah, I 
So actually, so cool. considering Lincoln, you like if you won uh, best treasure, best loyalist, you, you you fucking after all the expenses paid, you probably made two hundred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, you, there you go. See, so it be be a top top hobbyist and you'll make money. <laughs> Uh, we don't have to count how much that army cost and that's not included in the yeah. That's not even that's just a part. Yeah, don't don't worry about that. That's 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 you know a side note. That's nothing. That's just a piece of Mississippi. That that you know that's like what five bucks. Um, <laughs> anyway, and then uh, besides getting really shiny trophies for best sport, best painted, and uh, best trade, best loyalist, uh, they also got gold plated dice. In their little special gold-plated dice um, carrying thingy box. Cool. Yeah. Very, Which I hope very, to see. Very awesome. Yeah. Which I hope to see in uh, you know someone rock up and do <coughs> their most important leadership checks in the gold-plated dice. Seize the initiative. Roll it. Yeah. Roll yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like for those high rollers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. And as always, I try to like spice up the gift bag a bit, like uh, get some custom-made uh, range rulers or whatever they call. What were they called? Range, range rulers. Yeah. And the strategic card, everyone got to take their pack home with them. Yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of fun with that. Oh yes. Yeah. Because uh, the the thing is, between two players, one one deck of cards is en- is enough. Um, so you can just play the old standard um, second ed style and. You draw like the two players draw from the same deck of cards, and you get like a wine card per thousand points. It's like no biggie. That's that's usually the the sweet spot for it, because if you do too many or too few, it doesn't really matter. But like a a card per thousand points is usually pretty good. And then I know Tim from the Eye of Horrors, and um, also JP wants a deck each. And uh, I know Tim is going to use it a bit like I used my um, event cards, you know, the as a TO. So yeah. he'll use the strategic card deck and just uh, go out and hand out cards from that deck. And it will be kind of the same thing as I did with my special event cards, which yeah. is pretty good. So you can use it to spice up an event. You can use it to spice up against you and giggles. It's not too bad. It's worth a pick-up game or It's uh, definitely worth checking uh, on some. Uh, you make it to an event if we've got any spare. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Always good. Yeah. Always good. Yeah, so that was uh, like overall, like uh, I got home really late that night. Jesus Christ, I had to unpack all the train and stuff, and then uh, I, I managed to borrow like a massive raper van from work, uh, <laughs> and that that fucking helped because like the amount of terrain we have now for the Varangian Heresy event series, Jesus Christ, I can't I can't store it in my attic anymore. <laughs> 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 After start renting storage, it's yeah. going to become the Rajin Heresy P- PLC or something like that. <laughs> we can, yeah. So we can have holdings and things. Yeah. <laughs> but hope, hopefully, for uh, I, I want to have time to do uh, more training for Hagwaria. Hopefully, for Scorpius, uh, like the terrain and stuff. I know Jude, Jody, and I like it. It's always a work in progress. We just want to make it even looking better and better. For sure, yeah. And we're kind of. And now after the MK course, well, I'm definitely going to try and revisit heaps of the MDF train that I've done, and I'll try and see now what I, I'm I'm starting to learn some laser skills, see if I can build some more. Oh yeah. Ooh. But I think the first step is uh, basically redoing that train that we already got for Lincoln, and then 
And then the old one I got for Scorpius, you know, the MDF tire towers and those uh, walkways and shit yep. for the research yep. stations. Yeah. Probably used to hit them up and do them similar to what we did with that new train. Have some ideas and shit. Cool. Try to match them more to the tables. Like now we have enough math to fucking fill 30 tables or some shit. So. It's something, it's something crazy, yeah. And it's, it's all about ra- it's yeah. raising that level, basically. Seeing what more we can yeah. do with it. So, uh, yeah, that, it's, it's, it's very, very cool. They're, uh... Yeah, because I, I, I think, like, personally, as an event organizer, because uh, I know that all the players that rock up, and I, I bet you guys agreed, like, that had gone to all these 30K events since Lincoln last year when we basically started. I think it was the Avari I first and then Lincoln, yeah. and, and then and then it just, it just fucking snowballed from there. Uh, but I have to say, like, the standards of armies all the way from back in the beginning it's always been super super high so it almost feels like doing it an injustice not to have like a top-notch fucking table to play on and we we always try to have like the best possible train because i, I th- think like the armies they're always all good so the the, the things that me as the, or like uh, us as, as tos for for our series we're focusing on on tables and then like cards and shit and stuff that to create that full immersed story yeah, sure. what's going on it, it is all about just making it a, a, an experience a story something that is uh, that's different to sort of a standard sort of pickup game or your sort of standard very much your standard competitive tournament we want to make it so that people come along and go hell that was fun you know we enjoyed that yeah that really helped us tell that really told something we weren't expecting you know, story or i think you guys I think you guys did a bang up job with the uh, scenarios and the cards and Freddy just walking around handing out little secret <laughs> missions, secret cards. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. I, I will fucking people over you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say from the very get go that's that's the with uh, with Lincoln it's on that one. I I was very happy just to be there and you know play and do some uh, do some terrain painting and stuff. That was cool. But it's uh, it's as Freddy said, it's the overall look of what we're gonna we're going for and what we want to deliver as part of the event series for sure. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be fucking awesome. It's gonna be so fucking awesome. Yeah. So now people just have to rearm, fucking readjust, and get ready to fucking hit Stockholm in a week. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Something. Two weeks. Does it feel better? <laughs> no, it's it, it is next week, mate. <laughs> so, I don't know. Whatever. Whenever it My happens, army is. Uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> My army is done. Bar a few transfers. So. I'm, I'm all set. Yeah, well, at least I was smart enough to drop all the train at the play. <laughs> so I need, I, all I need to do is hit the door and then uh, tweak my, tweak my, yeah, to get the grill running for the night and tweak uh, some of the things that's going to happen. Awesome, and uh, we're actually going to do something really weird. We're going to have some sort of family gathering, you know, spouse uh, barbecue thing going on at night. Ooh, that sounds. Uh, so so I might even, might even be able to. <laughs> Are we gonna like put our car keys in a bowl and? Uh... Oh, James, I can hear that in your head. Just make it so. Make it so. Make it so. <laughs> I already know. I like I'm half in on your missus there after my story oh, yeah. about my night beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, Jody, Jody's making some pauses as well on me. So uh, hey, it's, it's all happens. about keeping the love in the community, man. It's all about keeping that love in the community. Yeah. yeah. Let's just make sure, uh, you know, like in Liverpool, <laughs> no, no one's going to walk alone. That's just for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never walk alone. Yeah. Yeah. 
because that's where it should be. So that, <laughs> that that doesn't make us sound inbred or or, or you know <laughs> too hillbilly at all, does it? Let's uh, yeah, let's, let's not worry about that. I know what what happened at Hagvari stays Hagvari. Yeah, it'll be called the Hagvari affection. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just need to find your battle battle bunny <laughs> or battle brother. Battle, Nine months your... later, it's going to be a lot of like twelve-toed kids being born. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. To the same person as well, don't ask. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's what it's all about. Weird gills on your fucking uh, you know, voice cord and shit. Oh, ew. <laughs> no, wrong. Way too cuckoo for my taste. So, that was a rundown of the Varangian Heresy event series of Lincoln, the Lincolnian Shadow Wars. Uh, next year's already being planned. Uh, we have some yep. fun ideas. Uh, I've got a couple of ideas for some interesting events. Uh, Freddy's already looking at it. We're got Hagvarin in a couple of weeks we've got Scorpius after that in August Scandus in October who knows what we might run by the end of the year it's all yeah, it's and, all and don't, don't forget our part of the Golach Golach and Genesis <laughs> part of the Golach campaign yeah, yeah in a few months at which least. month do you remember which month you're taking Jens probably October Swamp-tober. because we're going to do Swamptober again it's always fun Swamp- Swamptober Fest yeah. yeah. Make all the Death Guard players happy. Oh, yeah. Might need to build a Death Guard army for that, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, definitely we should organize something down at the club. Like, do like some sort of mega game. Can yeah, I'm, I'm Force down Chris for that. to come down so you can do whatever lightning. Who has borrowed what lightning again? <laughs> He's got his <laughs> lightning back, but now I've got my own one so we can have a, a lightning off. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. It's 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 down. It's it, that sounds like that yeah. sounds like a glove thrown down. Just yeah, I'll throw I throw down as many gloves as I need to to uh, get him to play Let's me. Stir the pot, huh? Yeah, this is true. This is true. Well, I think it's it's going to be an absolute blast as as the year rolls on. Very much looking forward to what's happening. And um, Jens, thank you very much for coming on, joining us. Or, uh, oh, thanks for having me. We 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 got to slowly steal you away or. or Infiltrate you into our podcast as a roving reporter because you know we just love to spread, spread the wealth and spread the goodness. So it's always good to have you on here and Jackson generally making it awesome. Uh, so yeah, it's greatly appreciated, brother. And Freddie, uh, just generally as a player, thank yep. you very much for being on. It was awesome. You did it proud. We had a great. I had, I had a great time. Brilliant. brilliant I had it two times. And uh, yeah. well, thank you. Hope to see you next oh, year. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Definitely. Not getting rid of me. <laughs> I'm around a bad infection. Uh, <laughs> I, I just yeah, I did. Um, okay, so without further ado then, I think we're going to head on out to our wrap-up via the medium of a fantastically well-chosen song, which means Jens will be choosing it because my taste in music is horrible. Um, so Jens, we'll have a tune from you. We'll take it off air and make it a surprise for everybody. But again, thank you very much for being part of tonight's cast. And we are very much looking forward to more stuff from the fantastic Northern Heresy the Varangian Heresy event series and just the, the crazy fucked up mind that is uh, Freddy and uh, well everybody in this damn <laughs> this, this damned, and, damned and crazy hobby of ours um, so thank you very much buddy thank you very much Freddy and uh, to our listeners we will see you right uh, back after this tune with our wrap up Can I have a piece of your mind If you do it I'll give
ese no es el camino, ese no es, ese no es, ese no es el camino, ese no es, ese no es el camino. Jens for the chat and you know giving keep, keeping us all on the well, I was going to say straight and narrow but that would be an absolute lie um, but for being one of the many dudes who made Lincoln awesome uh, sad times that uh, you and I were on different sides this time Jens but you know don't worry there's always there's always Scandus or Scorpius we'll always get a chance to throw down bro it's going to be fun uh, it, we'll, we'll see what happens we'll see if you're uh, fence sitters come on and uh, take on my my honorable honorable fourth legion iron warriors and uh, see how the game pans out but uh, yeah seriously a lot of fun love the love the chat it's great to do a wrap up for lincoln after all the time that's been put into getting it up and running and all the work you've been doing there freddie it's just nice to wrap it up in a bow yeah everyone had fun that's all that matters this is the truth so let's have a look. It's our wrap-up. So let's start from the top and talk our way down. Uh, first off, we need to talk about the global campaign. And it is winding up for this month uh, as we speak, because it was La Sombrax, which was done by Kenny from the combat phase. Uh, and just having a very quick look at the, uh, at the results on there. So far, we've got uh, influence points. We've got five unresolved points. We have five loyalist influence points, one specifically listed to a traitor death guard detachment, and 12, that's right, 12 points of influence to the traitors. So I'm guessing that if you have got some stuff you have not put out yet or registered on there, you should get out there and register it for your month if you've played, because right now the traitors are taking this one home in a shopping basket this is going so well for me <laughs> that's, a, um, that's a good thing <laughs> it is a good thing because you know i hate carrying bags and i needed some sort of analogy shut up don't judge me leave me alone um no it's just just thinking about lincoln <laughs> we need, oh yes we need... yes oh god yeah we we really didn't want to include lincoln on that one because that would be painful <laughs> that would be painful for the traitors but uh coming up the next month the month pre before our own, you have uh, the Battle for Paradise, the War for Paradise, Paradisium Monday. Uh, that is going to be run by the Loaded Dice podcast, and I'm very much looking forward to this. Uh, the details of the 
uh, actual planet are up and they're running on the Oz30k website. So if you just go onto the uh, Gullock subcluster and have a look at the maps, you can see the planets. And if you click on the uh, Paradise, you'll be able to see the details for that. But uh, we'll do a proper read through on our next show. But to say that I'm looking forward to this, as I'm looking forward to every new month, uh, to see what's coming up. Uh, I'm petrified of ours because we've got to get it all written <laughs> on time. But hey, she'll be all right. She'll be all right. We'll get it done. Right. Yeah, she'll be all right, mate. We'll get it done. But big up for the trainers doing a great job at La Sombrac. So let's just keep that ball rolling, boys, and uh, keep the warm-up out. So there's that. There is the night raffle, which we've already touched on during our introduction. But uh, again, you get to win loads of awesome stuff. Uh, not just the night households, but other go good uh, prizes, awesome prizes even. Uh, I have the bigliest words today. I swear <laughs> it's the cold that's doing it to me. Uh, at which point there will be uh, loads of loads of cool stuff going off as we do the draw live on the internets uh, at Scandus. So that's going to be great. Remember, thirty-five US dollars for a ticket. And uh, then we've got a shout out to the MKA Studios Painting Masterclass that's going down on in Australia during October. The two uh, courses that are there running and we're shouting out because the courses are full get yourself on the wait list if you want to go down and get part be part of it um, but otherwise there is their annual fundraiser now freddie do you have the details of the fundraiser in front of you or would you like me to go well i don't have it in front of me but i know what to win <laughs> and oh, I know, awesome. that's what we I like to hear what the course is the course is for salt well, let's do yeah, that the course then. is for soldier on which is uh you know um for returning servicemen in uh, Australia. It's an awesome course. I actually support them myself. So uh, to do that and actually be able to win a Soko Paten Stormbird. Yep. It's even better. Isn't that right? <laughs> because... Uh, that yeah. is right. That is yeah. right. Yes, and, that's right. And that's, the price yeah. will be one Soko Paten Stormbird and it will be painted by your friendly MKA people uh, to the Legion of your choice. Yep, so completely customizable to your legion. So that's why it's not painted ahead of time. No. <laughs> and it's for the, the honest and, and goodness price of 10 Australian dollars will get you one ticket to the draw. And I'm sure this is tax deductible as well. So <laughs> go crazy. See what you can get as far as the draw, you know, tickets are concerned. It's, like, it, it, it's it like five real dollars. So it's like nothing. It's like, yeah, like a packet of crisps or half a beer or something. I don't yeah. know what it counts as these days. But, uh, yeah, it's all good. So get get yourselves in on that. Get yourselves in and get yourself in a chance to win an awesome prize. Most importantly, though, supporting a very worthy cause. Uh, so let's move on to our events list. And our, The next event we've got on our list is the Hagvarian Betrayal. Freddie, do you want to uh, talk us through It that is a team event. Uh, team consists of two players, uh, traitor loyalist. It's going to be a traitor versus loyalist matchup, and basically each player brings 2,500 points, no more than 750 points for um, Lord of War. No Lord of War can have uh, range D weapons, and there's some other rules. But anyway, <laughs> basically yeah. it's going to be 5,000 points aside, so uh, each player have 2,500 points, uh, and it's going to be uh, Saturday and Sunday. On the 16th and 17th of... No, wait. I'm talking about the wrong event now. 17th and 17th 18th and 18th of June. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Which is like in uh, a week's time. Two and a half weeks, weeks time? time? Two and a half weeks time. Two and a half weeks time. Yeah, 
two weeks. Yeah, two weeks yeah. time. So no panic. Oh my god, <laughs> I have so much stuff I need to get ready for that. On the on the positive note, I did sort out all the prices. So. Yes. So all the all the prices are sorted. So basically, if you're rocking up, awesome. Yeah, so at least you'll get um, the price. <laughs> Yeah, and there's going to be a cookout and other stuff happening yeah, as well? Yeah, uh, at night we'll have a barbecue run for like all the place and their spouses, uh, kids, whatever, hang-ons, entourage, uh, uh, entourage. cultists, or whatever you rock around with. Uh, I've just got this picture of Morton and a carnival of chaos rolling up. Yeah. <laughs> I just wait until I get through with oh, all of them. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so it's going to be he's of run. We'll uh, always have alcohol on the premises, uh, so... You know, it will be rowdy. It'll be fun. It will be laughable. Uh, people, people will just enjoy heresy for what it is: drinking beers, rolling dice, and laughing, and laughing maniacally at your opponent as he rolls rolls multiple ones for that charge that he needed to make, even though he's got fleet. You know, stuff like that. Sounds like you played me. <laughs> well, I was, I was mentioning it in your honor, my friend. In your honor. Oh, so nice. Um, so yeah. Because uh, we love you. Because we love you. And then we've got uh, Warzone Houston, the Houston Heresies, taking place on the 15th of July at the Houston Marriott in West Chase. Um, that is, I'm hoping to see some of the TFL boys representing down there and uh, looking forward to hearing back on that because, you know, it's always good to hear different uh, different events taking place around the world because it always makes us feel a little bit warm inside when we get to see that there is good stuff going on. Um, let me just see. There is another event that I want to shout out, uh, which is one we've shouted out on our previous event, uh, previous uh, episode. But um, this is a shout-out to Lucas from the Lone Star Legion, who are running a heresy narrative event on July 7th to July 9th. It's taking place at the Hearst Conference Center in Hearst, Texas. It's about 20 miles east of Dallas. Um, and it's about 15 minutes from DW, uh, DFW Airport. So then the lodgings and all that sort of jazz is very well set up nearby. It's a Friday evening, all day Saturday and Sunday morning and afternoon event. Uh, tactical Strike being played on Friday. Um, then Saturday will be 2,500 points, Age of Darkness battles. And then Sunday will be 3,000-point Mega Battles alongside even more 300-point GM'd events. Uh, the narrative is based around the Furious Abyss sister ships and the Loyalists attempt to discover what's going on in their construction and all that jazz. It sounds awesome. Go take a look at the Lone Star Legion 30K on Facebook. To check out the event. And there's a full primer that they've put together as well. Uh, which are, all the links will be put into our show notes. So we're going to put make sure they're in there. So cool, so uh, cool. So cool. Our global campaign month, which is going to be July. The, 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 hot, the red hot summer will be provided by the Virgin Heresy. So your red hot summer of gaming will be our our, our month in the Gullet. Yeah, hot for heresy. Which... Fucking the summer of, summer of heresy. 2017 is the year of summer heresy. of Slanesh. So, <laughs> summer. Oh dear. Um, okay. Cannot. Well, cannot be. Th cannot be unseen. But yeah, bring it, baby. Let's make it happen. Um, and then we. That's going to tie nicely into 
our next event in our event series, and that's uh, Scorpius. Do you want to take people through that? Well, operating? Scorpius is uh, going to be a two-day event held in Lund. It's going to be 2,500 points per player, so you rock up as a singly player. Uh, first day, it's going to be singlies. Second day, you'll be paired up with someone in your same point range using my magic system of point calculations, as we all love and know from Lincoln. Uh, there will be some you know, special events going on. There will be heaps of extra bits and bobs that we're going to kind of don't want to spoil now, but we're going to talk about them close to the event. But you don't want to miss this oh, because yes. it's going to be fucking fabulous. Well, it's going it's to be all shades of fabulous, darling. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. It's going gonna, it's, it's generally going to be a hell of a laugh. And we're going to try and push the boat out with a few ideas and see what we can get done. And hopefully everybody's going to have a laugh. And there will be some competition going on there, some uh, out out of gaming competition. But uh, we'll have a lot more information on that on our next episode because that's a listener episode. So it's all about you guys, and we're going to share the love then. So that is Scorpius. Then we've got the Heresy at the Nova Open. Yep. And that's kicking off uh that's the end of august so august 31st to september 3rd and that is at the nova gaming convention which is going to be all shapes of amazing i do believe uh, mr, mr. Kimmel Kim. is back baby he's going there yeah baby he's roll die he's, <laughs> he's there gonna be there he's going to be square he's going to talk about you know bogans or whatever the rednecks as they call them in america we call them bogans yeah but anyway uh and uh he will roll dice and he will massage his lovely beard and look you deep in your eyes and then do the reach around this is how he got you wasn't it he just sort of massaged his beard looked you deep in the eyes and by that point there was no going back it was it was elbow deep by that stage it was ah what 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 a true lover absolute gentleman (laughs) Um, so that that is happening there, and then for the next event on our list, we have tra- uh, Tarsus Four, the taking of Nevera Glivisium. Really, people, can we just call taking Planet One Two Three Four? It'd be much easier sometimes. Uh, this is the already sold out event being run by the Geno Five Two podcast. Uh, so Thomas Stewart are doing awesome work, and we're looking forward to this. I do believe. It's being held at Incom Gaming. They're uh, their support, their sponsors and supporters. So it's going to be all round type of a maze balls event. We're looking forward to hearing on that. And then for us, that pays off into the big boy. Uh, the end of year, the end of year so far mashup. And which one would that be? Freddie? That may or may not be Scandus. Which is okay. it's time for the big boys. But last time I checked, uh, we were <coughs> over capacity, but. Yeah, it's so far to go until freaking October, so I'm not so worried about that. Uh, um, I'm... Yeah, there could be dropouts. You never know what's going to well, happen. Well, they have, have what, eight, oh, six months to drop out? <laughs> or not, not that. Yeah. Four months to drop out. Uh, four months to drop out or four, or four months to paint a new oh, army. Yeah, or four, four months to sign up. So it's all good. Exactly, most importantly. Yeah. So that's uh, the big boys. It's the two-day event, 3,500 points like no bars held just it's a team event traitor versus loyalist so there's no individual awards here it's all about the team and yeah it's going to be massive and this year is because people complained last year that oh how come we limit the spots to 30 
it's ridiculous. We all want to come and play. Uh, I have increased the number to 40, but uh, and I also done something with the system. It's going to be awesome and it's going to be fun. We're going to be running some Mortalis missions at the same time as the big games, and all the Son of Mortalis missions will tie into the big games. And yeah, there are heaps of fluff, cool little events going on, and there will be alcohol. Oh yes, well, not that that bothers me much, but yay, there will be alcohol, and importantly, as importantly, there will be the night raffle draw taking place on the last day, and. Uh, with all the events we there will be night jails, be... there will be night raffles, there will be like like it, it is the hobby extra extravagance, the way to extravagance extravaganza, the way to end the year. That's just how it is. Like yep. just go fucking balls deep, just be there, roll dice, and bring your leviathans, bring your warlords, bring your reavers, your warhounds, your thunderhawks, your stormbirds, your whatever you have. Rock out with your collection out, rock, I think is what I'm trying to say here. Out. Oh yeah, baby. And we're going to have, uh, as with this event and with all all the uh, event series and pretty much anything we attend, we're going to do our best to uh, make some sort of reporting, whether it's live streaming or lots of photos or whatever. So do keep an eye on the Facebook page and there will be other stuff happening. So uh, keep pay, keep posted keep uh, subscribed and up to date and stuff for uh, whatever we are going to throw your way because you know things will change things will be amazeballs as we bring new stuff to the heresy because that's what we like Fuck to do yeah. uh, so uh, that's that's pretty much all our event series I can't think of anything else well I want to give a shout out to uh, the Avarii um, event series that's going on as well because Avario uh, six, uh, no five and six have taken place. Uh, seven and eight, I believe, are scheduled for some point in the summer or autumn, uh, possibly winter as well. Don't know yet. Waiting for information to come out on those. But that's going to be here in the south of the country, so in Scorna, and very much looking forward to seeing uh, what the boys are going to be pulling out for those events. The last event was a bro team event if i remember rightly yep. uh sadly i was i was working so i didn't manage to make it down which is a shame because it's in my own neck of the woods but uh i hopefully will make the next two and we'll do a good showing there yeah um, and i'll i'll definitely also, come down for at least one maybe not two it all depends on work but yeah yeah for sure the, like I, I always we'll, i always you know try to come at least for the final one and the first one that's yeah, if at all if, possible. That's like my minimum, my minimum avarii that I need each, my minimum avarii fix I need each year is at least two. Is at least two. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that seems fair. I'm going to try and be a bit better than you know two if I can because I live like 20 kilometers away, so I really should be putting an effort in. Um, so that's our list. What I would say to everybody is, if you are running an event, if you want an event shouted out, please, for the love of tofu and God, get in touch. Let us know. We will do our best to shout it out. Uh, we are going to try and create a list on our Facebook page of the events that we have, which you'll be able to add so we can just pull it up nice and easily. In other words, we can then remember to forget and feel safe in the knowledge that there's going to be a list online somewhere for us to check whilst we're recording. Um, so other than that, I think... Oh, and uh, don't forget, we have a couple of other things. If you want... A, do yeah. we? Do we? I, I, I wasn't informed. I you didn't get the, memo. get the memo. If you want a list okay, fluffed, enough. and if you want a list reviewed, if you want to 
background check for your for your fluff. If you want mission ideas, if you want event ideas, yeah. if you want anything that you want to ask us and you want some feedback on the show. I know we've been pretty slack lately because we've been so freaking busy, basically, with, with life, li- life, and life and heresy and running and... events and stuff. But uh, that's uh, <laughs> the next episode is actually going to be a listening listener episode where we'll go through all the emails and stuff and do like a proper reply. And uh, I know we owe a couple of people some army reviews. We're going to do them. And yes, but, we do. So between now and then, if you if you desperately want something on, just fucking send us an email, PM on Facebook, or send a message or whatever. If you want something read out, if you want something talked about, if you want to analyze something, if you want to come on the show, if you whatever, anything between you know, whatever floats your boat. In the next so seven, the next seven days after this episode goes yeah. live, give us a, give us a shout and we'll go yeah. from there. But uh, yeah, as Freddie says, nice nice cover of what is the next episode which is going to be a listener listener special it's all because all our listeners are special we like to think well they have to be if they um, listen to us <laughs> this is very true but um, yeah so there is our listener special where we will revisit we'll visit rather revisit we'll revisit our mailbox and actually uh, address some of the lists we've been sent talk fluff talk whack talk smack and uh, generally make it all about you because we love you. So that's our next episode. That'll be episode 37. Um, other than that, I just want to give a couple of shout-outs to uh, some friends and enemies. Well, not, we don't have any enemies here in the 30K Fremenies. podcasting universe. Fremenies at best, but big shout-out to uh, to some of my friends. So the Eye of Horrors, the Age of Darkness, the Road to Terror, the Season Initiative podcast, Sons of Heresy, Juno 5-2, of course, Radio Free Istvan. Don't lose your head. The Imperial Truth, our, our sister podcast, The Northern Heresy, and everybody else is jumping on the heresy train at the moment. Big shout out, big love to you all, and we are very much looking forward to uh, the summer of heresy as it comes. So I think it's fair to say that it's going to be a good night from and me. And a good night from me. And remember guys, treat life like 30k, be aggron in the streets, be fulgrim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Vranjin Heresy Podcast, signing off. The body gets the